and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to do, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks a guy. Hall running free, Brees Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. It's always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching slash listening to another edition of Blue It Splits. Uh, sorry, we're not so consistent with the times. 5.30, 6.30, eight o'clock, Fridays, Wednesdays. I apologize for that. Um, but with all that being said, Kyle, what is up? Uh, same old, same old Joe. Uh, Jets won. So, you know, I guess that makes the life a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, me, my whole thing about going to the Giants game was, it, you know, I wanted the offense to play great. And the offense, I wouldn't say played great, not by any stretch of the imagination, getting stalled in the red zone. But, hey, listen, we'll take a win any way we can. And there was definitely some fun moments to that game. Yeah. I guess we'll get into the injuries, too, eventually. But um, I'm doing okay, I guess, all things considered. Yeah, House of Horrors for the Jets, obviously. ABT injury. Um, brutal, man. And, like, it becomes a situation where – you know, you have this Achilles, you have the fifth year option coming up, you have the torn triceps. So is he, it's not like Becton where it's like consistently the same knee and all those problems. But at this point, you know, do you give ABT $16 million next year if he can't stay on the field? And I don't think, you know, I, I think you know, the two injuries don't necessarily correspond with one another, but, you know, giving a $16 million contract to a guy who just tore his Achilles is kind of sketchy. So, yeah, that, 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 obviously that but then you just wonder, like, some players, like, just have it, it's not always necessarily the same injury, but they're just very injury prone in general. Oh, it's this and then it's that. Remember D Milliner, man? Like, oh, yeah. what did the dude have, like, how many surgeries before he even became a Jet? Right. Oops. And then he, once he's on the Jets, it's a hammy and then it's, you know, a shoulder or whatever. It's like, so some guys are just quote made of glass. So that does bring into question ABT. Like on the one hand, you know how valuable he is to them. They always talk about, oh, you know, he's so valuable. We can move him all over the place. He doesn't complain. And that's true. But how do you guarantee 16 mil fully to a guy who, and you, and you did decline back then. And you can argue that it's a different situation, you know, knees and back then even had some of the injuries his rookie sure. year missed four or five games his rookie year. So I'm not going to say it's, you know, apples to apples, but it is a similar situation. You did not pick up Beck- Beckton's fifth year option. So yeah, I think it's going to be a legit off season discussion for the Jets front office. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll get into the, the offensive line and the discussions about uh, what they do going forward and all that stuff. But we'll, we'll, we'll put that on the back burner now, uh, Kyle, but just for AVT, um, just because he's already mentioned, obviously, can we, can we stop with the right tackle versus right guard stuff? Because like this game was another example of me where I watched him. Like, this is not the same guy at, at right at tackle. All, at right all. Guard. He was bad this game. Like, actually he, bad this he game. He was bad. I completely – and he, granted, he didn't play a huge portion of the game, but yeah. it was bad. I mean, literally from snap one, and everyone wants to bitch about, oh, Benito, the face, you know, face mask or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah the first play. he should have been called, but ABT was beaten like, you know, he was beaten yeah. real bad on that play. And he was beat a few more times that in that in the game as well, allowing pressures, allowing hits. 
Yeah. No, it's guys. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna carry my W on this one, right? I was. I and Joe were totally right about this one the whole way, and everyone who kind of entertained, oh yeah, like I really like AVT at tackle, and this makes the even some people were saying, oh, this makes the most sense, like saying that this, you know, you wanted to take AVT out of his potentially all pro spot at guard and put him at tackle so you could avoid putting Dwayne Brown on the field. And Dwayne Brown was bad week one, no, no doubt about it. He wasn't even that great last year, but yeah, to act like this was such a no-brainer and he should have been playing there his whole year and Salah's recent comments that they're thinking about making this his, quote, permanent position. I think I never, I, I, when, I, when I heard that comment, I was like, oh, man, I don't like this. And, I, and it's concerning to me just because, like, yeah, I, I know tackle's harder to find and all that stuff, but I think he's such a different player. There are some people who think it's a slight drop-off. I think it's a massive drop-off. I really have not it seen really the same is. player at all. Um, I don't give a shit what the stats say. I don't care. I don't, you know, I don't know how they dictate like, okay, if you're in front of a guy, but you're getting the pocket pinched, you know, does that count as a pressure? I don't know. And it's, it's hard to quantify with stats because I think some of the stats are in favor uh, of AVT at tackle. Um, I don't care what those stats say. The eye test, I watched the film. It is not the same guy at all. And he hasn't been this year. Um, I have not seen the same AVT this year as I saw last year. I didn't see as many dominant plays, but at tackle specifically last week. And then especially this week, he did not play well at all. Um, so with that being said, ABT, right guard of the future, you're assuming that that's going to mean Tippman, the center of the future, T- Tomlinson's going to be here. So, so it seems like your interior tri- trio is solidified, I'm assuming. And we'll see with Beckton right now because how many times do you leave this game and you're, and you're, you're hearing Salah say stuff like, oh, he's just battling through pain. Well, guess what? It's week five. What is he going to be like in week 16? If he's coming off the field already. So we don't really know about him, but maybe he's at left tackle and then right tackle to figure it out. So it seems like we're going to go into the offseason with – you know, major additions needed at tackle again. Unfortunately, just seems yeah. like we can't. I mean, like take a team like the Eagles, man. Like they're just they constant and the Cowboys, for example. I mean, like Tyler Smith at the point when they drafted him a couple of years ago, yeah, almost like it was kind of like a luxury pick for them. Oh, Dallas doesn't need offensive line. Dallas always has a good offensive line, but like they just keep. And then they were, you know, Lyle Collins. They got him as a UDFA. Like some teams just stay good on the offensive line, and it just seems like the Jets can't ever get good. They are no. really good across. No, and they get and they get bad luck too because like ABT was a good pick. I'm fine with him, good player, but how do you prevent a torn Achilles yeah. and and a torn tricep? Like it's just it's just and like and, then, and for ball. the people that want to shit on Joe Douglas, it's like I mean like he had a clean bill of health coming out of college, as far as I know. Yeah. Same thing with Becton. I yeah. mean like criticize yeah. you want uh, Joe Douglas all you want for that, but that's two top fifteen picks invested in the offensive line, and who could have foreseen you know these back-breaking season-long injuries. The, the only thing we will say with Beckton, I know you agree with me, is based on his weight, you'd have to expect some type of injuries, sure. but not but not what's happened so far, right? Like, there's no yeah. way to do that. So let's say hello to the chat. Um, a little bit, obviously, recapping the Jets' 31-21 to 21 victory in Denver, which was not pretty, Kyle, from, from many aspects. Yeah. Um, but let's say hello to, to some people in the chat. Chris, uh, time to break the streak and win big. Yeah, what's the... Uh, 0-12 all-time. 12 so, and, and this is, people have been saying this on Twitter, but it's kind of funny. And I, I haven't seen this question posed exactly, Kyle, but every single win this year, we have somebody tear an Achilles uh, and obviously them being starters. So if you had, and this is kind of a joke, Ooh. it's not serious, Ooh. but you have to trade a starter right now for, you know, for this win against the Eagles. Who, who, what's the starter you're willing to sacrifice to the, to the football gods? Definitely not Brees Hall. Who uh- <laughs> was the least impactful guy? Who, who was the guy you'd, I, I know my answer, but. Um, a starter. Um, I'm tempted to say Jordan Whitehead off the top of my head. All right. I'm with you. Uh, okay. With you. 
I'm with you. I, I think that's the least impactful guy we could lose. Which again, joke. Three, oh, your interceptions. You're joking. You're joking about injuries. This show sucks. Okay, uh, sorry guys. Um, but yeah, no, three interceptions. Two of them were getting me. We but don't want Jordan Dakota, to get hurt. We don't. You're not ready for injuries. Dakota, what's up? Uh, Eagle Fang says just like last week. This this week is a massive. Uh, it's it, it's it's not a it's not a must win. It's not a must win versus the Eagles. I think at this point you're kind of playing with house money with this game. Uh, now. The Jets should be in a scenario, Kyle, where they're three and two right now, and they beat the fucking Pats. And now this is a com- now this is a, a complete, you know, not a wash of a game, but it's you know, uh, it's a uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but house money, house money. This this game would be, but we're expecting the loss at this point, two and four. But the the the, the schedule e- eases up. Obviously, you have the you know the Giants, you have the Raiders, you have the Commanders, you have the Texans, you have all the Falcons, you have all these teams. So. It's going to lighten up a lot, but I don't. I don't view this as a must-win game at this point, Kyle. I think Especially last week was a must-win conference win game. game. Like when you start talking about, like at this point, you know, it seems like either the Bills or the Dolphins are going to win the division just because of what their respective records are and the fact that the Bills have done it several years in a row now. Uh, so you're kind of looking at a wild card berth, and if that's the case, it really comes down to what's your conference record if you don't have a head-to-head head-to-head tiebreaker. So the Jets dropped a game to the Cowboys. That's out of conference. Those games, they, they matter a lot, but they don't matter as much as in-conference games. So, mm-hmm. you know, must win, no. But I do think that it would do a lot for morale and all that stuff, which doesn't matter as much in the NFL as college or whatever. If you've never beaten the Eagles, the last couple times you played them, you kind of got embarrassed. I mean, Zach Wilson played pretty good in his rookie year against the Eagles, but your defense was absolutely atrocious in that game. Uh, the Adam Gase year in Philly, what a disaster that game was. Um, who was the Luke Falk started that game? If I'm not mistaken, uh, that was um, a disaster. Yeah, uh, 2015 be- season, yep. you know, Todd Bowles, you know, even though it was a good season overall, uh, that game was not particularly pretty. So that was like week three or four. I, I th- that was right before the, they played the Redskins or right after they played the Redskins. Yeah. Which I think it was after. I, I think it was week apparently five. they're fighting for that name back. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, there's but, a lot of the fan base that you know. And I'll it. tell you this too. Um, there's even some, and when I say some, I'm really emphasizing some, not a lot, mm-hmm. of Native American groups that are even okay with it because mm-hmm. thing is, is like you watch movies and stuff growing up. Americana, like you always had Native Americans on TV and stuff, like old Western movies and stuff. You take away, like, and I'm just saying this is what some people say. You take away Redskin, and it's like, oh, you're you're destroying everything about Native American culture. Like you don't even see them anymore. You don't hear about them anymore. So there, there's a lot of people who do want it for that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always been the team name. We won Super Bowls with this name. What is this commander's crap or Washington football team? So they're both terrible names. Um so, uh, Eagle fan, I'm going to continue to call you this Eagle. I just will not stop. Um, Cook, Lawson, and Hardman are guys that the Jets likely should trade at the deadline. Um, my thing with that being said is who takes them? Like, Kyle, are you trading for Lawson's $8 million? Or are you Who'd trading want? for Cook's? You're talking about a, a player who's been injured a lot throughout his career. Um, yeah. it's, it's not a cheap contract. And what has he done this year? He's looked bad no. this year. Nothing. Nothing. And and Cook, I know he had one nine-yard run that people are attaching themselves to now, but he still looked bad in this game. Um, Lawson was inactive, I think. And then and then Kyle, and like, I don't want to be Cook, – Cook is running with absolutely no power. Can we just say that? I mean, it's like – he, he like looks like he's so feet. willing to 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 just go down upon yeah. Oh, yeah. upon contact. Like it looks like he's trying to find a hole that's not there, and his vision's even good. Not even he good. looks he, he looks for 
the path of like like most re- like most resistance. Like he looks at he basically he gets the ball and he looks what guy is going to be the softest tackle on me. I'm gonna run into that guy. That's pretty, that's pretty much what he's doing right now. So yeah, and I'm but, not gonna I'm not gonna drive my shoulder. And you know, the, like my coaches always said when when I was g- growing up playing football, be the hammer, not the nail. Cook yeah. likes to be the nail instead of the hammer. He likes to get nailed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now, Kyle, and and I don't want to again. I don't want to be like the podcast, like always be negative and stuff like that. But but with the Harbin thing, can we take and like I I get that maybe with and and this is obviously probably what it was, but with the offense, it changes a little bit from Hackett. Uh, or hack it with Rodgers to hack it with Zach Wilson. And maybe they're running a little bit more, you know, heavier personnel, 12, 13, whatever it may be. And that means Harbin's not getting on the field, all this stuff. But one, undoubtedly, there's the the Gibson Gibson took Harbin's role as bullshit because Gibson hasn't really done anything. I think he's touched the ball two, three, four times in, in, in five weeks. So that was not Harbin's role getting signed here for five, $6 million. So no. cut that bullshit. And then past that, it's like, it's, it's Cobb who's seeing reps over him. So can we take a second to kind of dunk on Joe Douglas for the receiver position and how they handled it after Corey Davis retired? And the fact that they signed Dalvin cook for seven, $8 million and they didn't sign Deandre Hopkins, who is making more money, but look at least looking okay with Tennessee, because we were talking about it where, you know, we were okay with Corey Davis slash Lazard as the two, three. We were okay with that. We didn't love it, but then we were fine with Harbin as the four and Cobb as the five. Now we're in a situation where Harbin's going to be off the team. Randall Cobb is your three, a UDFA is your four, and probably another UDFA or Irvin Charles, whatever is, is your five. And we talked about this right after Davis was, was retired. Like they need to bring in somebody else. And we're seeing that Harbin is kind of what we thought he was at, at least a little bit in terms of like picking up the offense and not necessarily being a big of a part of it as some people thought he was going to be. But we hammered the Jets and saying that they need to get another guy and now shit's going wrong. And look, they need another guy. Cobb is not good enough to be the three and ne- never, and, and neither was Harbin. So people are, Oh, Harbin was a part of the Super Bowl winning team, all that bullshit, whatever. Harbin should never be a three. Cobb, should never be a three. Lazard on a good team is not even a two, but he's elevated to the two. So the Jets receiving core past Garrett Wilson and Lazard right now is 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 very much S. And we said this. And let's also say this. Ago. Granted, he's not he doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing him the ball like we were hoping and anticipating. But Garrett Wilson hasn't exactly become Justin Jefferson-esque this year like we no. were, you know, hoping he could be and and knowing that he had the potential to be. But, you know, he also has to step up, too. I mean, there's a couple balls where Zach's putting way too much heat on it. But it's like, Garrett, you could have caught that ball, man. You could have caught that ball against the Chiefs. Um, you know, that the pass, I know you initially reacted that the Sertan interception, that was a bad ball. You know, put the ball outside, right? Put it only where, you know, uh, Wilson can get it. But at the same time, Wilson did have a chance to bring that yeah. ball in. Can, can, can we address the people, though, that are, like, defending Zach Wilson on that, saying that's a fit? And, again, I like – I think I like – I would probably say maybe I'm a little bit higher on Zach Wilson than some other people in this game. I thought he was solid D-minus in this game. Um, but that throw was dreadful. I don't I don't care. Oh, 50 50 ball. was bad. With no. with that amount of space to the sideline, that ball has to be so far. It, it has to be another three yards outside, not even just a yard, not just two. Like I'm talking like three yards more outside than it was. It was a dreadful ball. So people are, oh, thing, you, you can't you the one thing you can't do there is turn the ball over. Like you're getting a field goal, you're you're getting points yep. if it's an incompletion. Put yep. it only where he can get it. I mean, like yep. Sertan's a great player. It was a great coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, why give him a chance? Only give it Garrett Wilson a chance on that play. You know, if, if it 
if he doesn't catch it, so be it. Kick the field goal. Yeah. Um, that was bad. But yeah, Zach, I mean, like it, it definitely improvement. I mean, his previous two games in Denver, his rookie and then second sophomore season, uh, were some of his worst starts ever. And that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there was definitely growth in this game, but um, you know, there was still some bad, you know, missing Conklin in the end zone was bad. I mean, he's got, he has opportunities and these are things that, that Aaron Rodgers doesn't miss. And the problem yeah. with that play too, where he missed Conklin is it's, it's not even just missing Conklin. It's I, I think Lazard was to the left. He hangs on Lazard for way too long on that play. And then yeah. the backside is a drive concept and it's cover two. So let's, let's, let's check that. I don't know if it, um, I, I think it was a dig, um, that he could have maybe, or maybe it could have been a scene that he cut flat, whatever it meant have been. Um, but with middle of field open, let's get to that quickly. Let's get, let's get to the one he sucks on it for way too long. And then get to Conklin, and he and he doesn't. Um, now some people are blaming him for like that. That the Garrett Wilson throw in the end zone. I broke it down on the film. Um, there's multiple different avenues you can take in trying to diagnose that play. You know, when he throws it, you have Sertain who's under Garrett Wilson. He might have thought that yeah. Garrett Wilson's gonna his eyes back to the ball and he's gonna attack that ball with Sertain under him. If, if that was the thinking, I understand the throw. If he was trying to throw it to the outside and he missed, bad throw. Um, the throw to no, I, was, I don't think that's what he was doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then yeah, me neither. I thought, I thought he was trying to go back shoulder and then with that. And then there was the other one, uh, Kyle, I don't know if you saw this one circulating on Twitter, but it was the one where his little Lazard breaks wide open on the, on the, on the yeah. corner. People are uh-huh. saying he should have thrown that ball. What are your thoughts before I get into that one? I don't know if you, do you, do you have the play. Could you pull it up? Because I, I don't want to say anything. Like I, I want to, I feel like I, I want to make sure I'm remembering it correctly. Okay. If, you can, if you can bring it up. Sure. If not, then uh, I might not comment. Just let you comment and take the back yeah, to this one. Let me. Oh yeah, this one right here. This is the play, and then we'll say hello to the chat a little bit All as right, well. Let me see, I gotta make. Did I? Why is it not playing? Uh, there, it's about to play. It's not playing. Uh, no, it's not playing. Uh, <laughs> it just goes to that view. It's it it definitely works on my end because I just recorded an entire film show with it. Um. Okay, that's that's unfortunate, but. Some people, hold on, let me just maybe remove this and maybe that will do something. Son of a bitch. Okay. Well, I have it, but it can't be, it can't be pulled up Um, that one. The, again, watch the film show. I want to promote the film show as well. Um, people are asking Zach Wilson to do things that are very, very hard on that play. Um, he replaces the blitz on, on that play to, to me. I really, I really want to be able to share this play. Hold on, Kyle. Can you? Uh, okay. Um, in yeah, the meantime, well, airtime, I'm going to figure this out. Okay. So. In terms of other things Zach did, people like to point to, and, and Rogers ma- mentioned this on his McAfee appearance this week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the s- stick nod concept on third and medium uh, in a big time situation yeah. in the fourth quarter. I mean, that really kind of took the heart out of that whole stadium. At that point, the stadium was rocking. Uh, Denver's back in the game. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just skipping for some reason, the play. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't- I don't know. It, it worked why, out. Why don't, well. you, why don't you comment on the play anyway? Um, and just refer people to the film show to watch even more depth of it. But. I just, I, okay. So, so let me see if it plays from here. No, it's not going to. So the look and, and, and the thing that's hard about this one is the, the look is the look is three V is three V three with obviously the safety over the top. This, this corner blitzes. And then you have a three V two situation with, with well, this. Uh, I can't see where you're pointing. Which, which corner blitzes. Yeah. You, you have the cursor. 
you, you can't see the cursor. I cannot see the cursor. No. Oh, that doesn't show. So the so the so the the the, the um utmost DB blitzes right there. Okay. So he blitzes. Zach replaces the blitz with the snag or the or the or the hitch or the, you know the curl whatever stop route whatever you want to call it. Um, and by the when when he decides to throw it. You have the DB who's behind the, the the utmost DB. The one who's behind him is uh-huh. over top of Lazard's route when he decides to throw it to Conklin. And then a second after he throws the ball to Conklin, people are like, oh, we should have thrown the ball to Lazard. It's no, he could, he, he, you, you never would have known that because he was over the top. You have two, you have two corners over two outside guys. How are you going to anticipate the inside corner breaking out an inside route? You, you'd anticipate that it being the safety. So Zach Wilson replaced the blitz with his hot route and then anticipated con- or, or, or attempted Conklin to have, uh, or get yak on, on the safety. So that's what it was. It's not playing right now. So it's really, it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass that it's not going to let me play it. But, um, yeah, that's, that's it, Kyle. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna try to do something else really quick, actually. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting. Um, things happen so quick in the NFL and, it's always interesting to watch like, you know, DBs are so good at watching the quarterback's eyes and what he does with the ball. And, you know, just a split second, you might like when it's always easy to Monday morning quarterback and say like, Oh, well this guy looks open as the quarterback starts to throw the ball. And it's like, can you see it now? Yeah, um, wait, it is playing now. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah I did, I did something different. Okay. You have the blitz. You have him replacing the blitz. He decides to throw the ball about, about now, maybe, maybe a, a split second. He throw, he decides to throw the ball about now. About right now, one v one, one v one. And by the way, that's one that is a DB closing on him, so you know he's going to get there quick. Yeah, one v one. So he replaces it. So people, so so people go to, oh, well, he should have threw the ball. Yeah, yeah, he should have threw the ball to Lazard if he still had the ball in his hands. But he decides to throw the ball now, and he has no way of knowing that this DB is going to break on that. So this, I don't know if this DB either blew an assignment. I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't a blown assignment, and he just and he just had the the vision to see that Conklin was looking back for the ball and Zach loading up to throw it. And that's why he broke on it. But at this point he's over top of the Lazard. So we can't say he has to throw this ball to the Lazard because at this point when he decides to throw it, he's not open. This is more open. He replaces the blitz. Like we're asking unfair things of Zach Wilson on that play, in my opinion, because you know, the screenshots, you know, what it is on Twitter. He should have thrown that ball. Yeah. And then you, the same person, if he, if he threw that ball or if he didn't throw that ball to Conklin and, and this guy and this DB were to cover Lazard, then it's, Oh, well, he didn't replace the blitz. He didn't get to his check down quick enough. He could have got Zach. Zach sucks, right? Like that's that's what it is. So we'll defend him when necessary. We'll not defend him when not necessary, you know? So I think what probably just irks a lot of people about this play is people don't like throwing short of the sticks. And that's what mm-hmm. happens here. And Conklin is not necessarily the best yak guy. That was, what you, mm-hmm. that was probably your biggest criticism of him in your initial film review of him. Mm-hmm. So... And it just does suck to, you know, kind of play a little conservative in, in the end zone. But yeah, uh, to, to anticipate that guy coming open. Um, and, and this is the thing is you want Zach Wilson to grow. One mm-hmm. of Zach Wilson's problem his first two years is he's been holding on to the ball, looking for the big play way too often and not taking the, the, the short stuff, not just trying to move the chains or, or, or trying to get the ball into your playmaker's hands and and let them try to create on their own. He's trying to do everything himself. So mm-hmm. the fact that he's willing to take some of the shorter stuff is showing growth. Uh, but that's that's the the interesting, fascinating thing about playing quarterback. It's when to know when to take the easy stuff and when to know when to take uh, the more challenging stuff. And you know, kind of mm-hmm. walking that balance all the time. 
Yeah, 19 for 26. The one ball got pat, uh, deflected at the line of scrimmage. There was at least two or three plays where I put up where he literally had no shot. There was one in the red zone. He had no shot of doing anything. There was another sack or two. Um, and we'll we'll continue to talk about the you know rest of his team. But with with Zach, in terms of the missed plays, I don't you know again some stuff in the red zone. We kind of we kind of discussed the Conklin one not getting off of Lazard on that on that one not quick enough was not good. The other the other throw that I criticized in the review, Kyle. Um, it's like a deeper Yankee type concept where you have Garrett Wilson open over the middle and he checks the ball down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that one um, either, but I could pull, I could try who to pull che- that up. Who did he check it down to? Brees or Carter? A, uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think I'm 99% sure it was, it was Brees <clears throat> that he, that he checked down. So um, I could, I could pull it up in a second. Sure. If you, uh, I, don't, I don't, do you remember that play or do you not remember that play? Uh, if you, when you show it to me, I'm going to remember it. Um, but sometimes just, Talking about certain plays, yeah. it, it's it's tough to recall 100% off the top of the head. So mm-hmm. while Joe's pulling that up, um, again, I I do think Here it I is. think it's very fair to say that so far what we've seen from Zach Wilson, this has been his best season so far. Um, over a over a five game stretch, this is the best that he's played over a five game stretch. The numbers mm-hmm. might not, yeah, okay, of course, yeah, uh, Kyle, it, one one to two. That's 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 the read typically with these. One to two, and the two is open, and especially and, and the thing I criticize in the review, which again you'll get more in depth stuff, is based is based on this shell. What are we looking at? We're looking at most likely cover three, and with a inside breaking route versus an outside leverage DB who can cover three, is Garrett Wilson going to be open here? Yes, as long as this safety doesn't drop down, or or you know obviously this is going to get carried vertical. So as long as he doesn't drop out, down, that should be your read because he's going to be inside of this guy. You have the vertical from the top of the screen. You have the crosser. He's got to hit that. Yeah. He's he has to hit that. Um, and Rogers hits the stuff. No, no comes more open. It. Comes more open. He doesn't hit that. So this is probably one of the bigger. It's it's this play. It's the interception. Um, and maybe another player player two sprinkled in. But overall, I give him like a B a B minus type of grade. Kyle, what do you th- what do you think about overall? If you like, you had to grade his game this this uh, this outing. Am I grading him on a curve because of what he is, or or just what you expect from a quarterback? Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard. I don't know. I, I kind of gave him like more of like a general. I, yeah, because I think you're great. I think you're grading him on a curve a little bit because I don't. Minus, I, dude, 19, 19 for twenty six. He missed. He missed a few plays. He, you know, he didn't get the con. He didn't get the Conklin. He missed that play. But past that, what other real bad plays did he have? We're like, oh shit, that was terrible. Yeah, and the and you also have to understand the game plan too. Like the Jets c- came yeah. into this game knowing that Denver cannot stop the run. They saw what Miami did to Denver, mm-hmm. and the game plan was like, okay, we don't care how many guys Denver puts in the box. We think they're bad at stopping the run. We're just going to keep running and we got Brees Hall and that's what they did. So this game plan was not for Zach to go and sling it all over the place. So you didn't necessarily need to see a ton from him. Um, I, I might give him like a C plus, maybe, uh, maybe not a little bit lower than you, a tad, tad, tad bit lower. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, is sometimes, you, you know, you don't, you can't miss those, those types of opera. You can't miss a guy running wide open in the men- end zone. You can't miss, yeah. You know your num your number one receiver by far, streaking over the middle like that. Um, yep. So like those are big misses. Like yeah, the um, they might not say incompletions on the stat sheet, but you know those are game changing. That's that's a lot of points right there. Yeah, um, this is true from from Eagle. Uh, oh for five is it, it, that can't happen against the Eagles. It can't happen versus the Chiefs. You cannot settle for field goals. So that was that was infuriating. Uh, Quincy Williams is a Pro Bowl so far. Uh, he's definitely a pro baller. Um, 
Oh, interestingly, interestingly, interestingly enough, he did not actually make my three studs of this game, though, um, which I think would surprise so me. Let me try to guess but... your studs. Your studs, Jermaine Johnson's one of them. No, no. OK, no, this was probably his best <laughs> game overall. Probably. I would say so. I would say so as well in his career. Uh, so your three studs. Brees Hall is obviously one of them. Um, Brees Hall is obviously one of them. OK, who else? Um. Offensively, would it be anybody else? Uh, can't really think of anybody. You're saying Quincy's not one of them. Um, could it be someone in terms of defensive backs? I thought Sauce had a good game. Um, can't really Sauce think had of any. A, Sauce had a very good game. Minus yeah. minus one, you know, tackle that I didn't think he was so willing to to do in the red zone. What on Samaj P. Ryan? Uh, it was one where Mosley made the tackle at like the three yard line, and Sauce filled off fell off the right edge, and he just did not want any part of it really. Samaje is a tough dude to bring down, but yeah, Sauce is not much of a tackler. So I'm assuming you'll yeah. say probably him was one of them. Is he one of them? No, so so my one, my one was actually I can just scroll up a little bit. My one was the uh was Bryce Hall. My two was the cornerback group in general, like Michael Carter, uh Michael Carter the second. I think I actually missed maybe missed some plays in my review because I remember some plays I didn't actually talk about, but the corner group, uh Bryce Hall. Was good minus that hold on Jerry Judy in in the red zone. There's no reason to hold there. Sauce I thought was very good. Michael Carter the second minus a missed tackle or two I thought was very good. Um, the whole scoop and score. And then my third was Huff. And uh, it's just yeah, Huff. It, and it's just and, and like it wasn't a ton of really great plays. It was just he's very consistent. And then he had the stat that Nanya put out there, um, which I'll I'll read kind of I'll, I'll skim through it. But last week he played 39 percent of the reps, which was his highest. He responded with a uh, career high seven pressures and a 38.9 pressure rate this week. New high with 44% of the sna uh, snaps. And again, sets new career highs with eight pressures and 40% pressure rate. So you played, you know, you have eight pressures and 40% of the time you're getting pressure on the quarterback. It's a fucking good game. So, uh, so he is a monster with more reps. Apparently he's even better. Um, so I give I gave him a lot of, a lot of credit uh, in, in this game. So yeah, Quincy actually did not make it, but with that being said, Quincy played great. Um, were his two sacks him or was it design? Because the it, one sack it was wide open up the B gap. But he closes. Yes. Yeah, he yes. closes. Yes, yes. But all, all sacks created equal. And again, this is just me being completely transparent. I just didn't feel like he deserved it all the other guys because the one was wide open up the B gap. The one was a chase down, which people are going to say, and again, you're never going to get a lie here, either whether it be for a good reason or a bad reason. Did he try to punch that ball out, Kyle? Or did no, the I don't ball think so. Did the ball fall by Russell Wilson's knees and it luckily hit it because he did not punch that ball out. He just went to tackle. I, and it, I, and it got I think I don't even think he realized it was a forced fumble initially because he starts mm -hmm. celebrating like he yeah. just sacked him as opposed to, oh, shoot, let me try to scoop up or let me try to block for the guy who just scooped it up as well. So, yeah, I don't think he realized he definitely didn't realize he made him fumble and therefore he probably did not intend to punch it out either. So like, and I, and I do it in the other review. Uh, I don't know if you can see it so good in this one. Cause my, my, at least not mine, my, my screen's not the best, but when you see the ball, it's like by his knee when he punches it out. So again, just not everything is created equal. If you were to come over the top and, and actually punch the ball out, it's different than tackling and the ball just forced out very nitpicky. I get it, but we're talking about studs and duds and all that stuff. And was it more him or design? I thought he was great this game. I just thought more of his big plays were designed and then just taking advantage of his athleticism. Um, so that's why I didn't give it to him. But yeah, okay, that's fair. And and the thing about Bryce Huff that came to mind, yeah, is and this is something we talked about a lot. Is the Jets with their rotation and it's 
it's annoying in a way because you know that when they sit down with the production teams uh, that are covering the games, like this this week it was Matt Ryan, Tiki Barber, and whoever the other person was, and they mentioned, oh, the Jets, their rotation, that's the strength of their team, their rotation. Like You could tell this is something that the Jets coaching staff, particularly Robert Sala, is telling the broadcast team. It's something they pride themselves on. It's something they always want to be good with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost a little annoying at times how they will sub out freak studs like Quinn and Williams and then put in, um, you know, uh, I'm forgetting. His Al name. Woods. Al Woods or, or what the hell? Uh, Nathan, Shepard. Nathan Shepard. I was thinking Nathan no, Shepard sure. last year in the past couple of years, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who, who, who got better but still was not a great player by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so we talked about how like, okay, Obviously, you want to have guys fresh. If you're gassed, you're never going to be at your best. But there is something to playing more reps helps you get better as the game goes on because you can set up moves. Mm-hmm. And sure. I think that, you know, we're starting to see some of that with Bryce Huff. Obviously, he's a guy who's, uh, you know, he seems to be in very great conditioning. And, you know, he gets some of these tackles like Garrett Bowles bailing. They're bailing to, you know, not even using proper footwork. To that was the body. worst set ever. That was the worst set ever. I know exactly what player you're talking about. Yeah, and then Bryce Huff can just work inside. Yeah. Um, You know, yeah. so I think you get some of that, like, by playing more reps. So, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, this has been a good move um, for the coaching staff, and they're probably wishing that, man, we should have played this guy a lot more years ago, right? But. Yeah. So um, this is something I actually just realized I skipped over my stream uh, or in my film show. I, d- I did the number one and three duds. So I'd never highlighted the number two. Uh, so Kyle, and then we'll get into the chat and we'll get to the rest of the position groups and all that stuff. But since we kind of recapped studs, um, duds of this game, if you had to do a list again, this is off the top of your head. Uh, three being the least of the bad of the bad duds and one being obviously the biggest dud of the game. Uh, who would be your, your three duds of this of this game and why? I think we could say AVT, even though he didn't play the whole game. And that's not saying that because he got injured. He just wasn't good. I mean, like he was no. getting beat. And like you're, yeah. you're AVT, like you you have played tackle before. You shouldn't let Nick Bedino. Well, I actually like Nick Bedino coming out of college. But, um, you know, he's not exactly the biggest guy out there. He's not exactly the most athletic, longest guy. Yeah. Uh, he's just a, a really good high effort player. Um, so maybe AVT would be one of them. Uh not that he plays a ton, so I don't know that you really focus on him. Michael Clemens, I didn't really see shit from him this game. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. super impressive. He got laid out by Judy, um, who, who chipped him one play. <laughs> um, another. I didn't notice uh, that one. I didn't notice he got chipped by Judy and fell. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. he, he should have saw him, too. It's not like it was a total blindside or anything. Like He was lined up right on Clemens. Like Clemens should have been expecting something. Uh-huh. Um, who else? Give me it. I know we're, we're pressed for time today. No, yeah, but which by the way, we're jumping off at seven thirty because the Devils dropped the puck at seven thirty for the first game of this of the. Which by the hockey's so fucking annoying, man. Like, I need to download Fubu. I need to download ESPN Plus. It's just crazy. But um, Adams and Whitehead pairing wasn't my number three dot of the game. Uh, Adams took two ter- horrific angles in in the run game, so he's been disappointing so far. With that yeah. being said, he's like five or six games into his career, so let's relax. Um, and then Whitehead blew that one coverage on the touchdown. Um, where it looks like him and Sauce are going to banjo, and he just completely stays to the trap inside. at the end of the game. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, that was a terrible one. Um, so they they got my three. My number two was Gibson. Uh, you. They, by the way, they've had way too much of that in their you know 
them way playing with much. each other for a time, but Dude, it, that's it's happened way too many games over over the past two seasons. I, I said it in the review. If I was if I was an OC going into the Jets, it's traps, it's screens, it's switch releases, and it's attacking linebackers. That's what I would do all day versus the Jets because they do not pass things off as well as they should. But yeah, Gibson, um, he had the one fumble oh, that they recovered. He had another that fumble. Been a no he had another fumble. Um, he had a muff versus the Bills. He fumbled the ball out of uh, out of bounds versus KC. So I love Gibson. But you got to hold on to the ball to be a partner in the NFL, and you had you've had four fumbles. I, I forgot I think, about in him five muffing weeks. the butt. Which which punt did he muff against the Bills? I'm forgetting about that. So he muffed it and picked it back up. I, I don't know exactly when it was. It was like it was he was it was deeper. He caught it maybe like the ten or whatever it was, and he and he muffed it and he picked it back up. I think everyone forgets about that because of the game winning one. Yeah. So you have four four fumbles in five weeks. Is not good. So he needs to catch the ball because that's the most important part. Because yeah, you might give us that return, but teams are going to see the fumbles and they'd rather have Jeremy Curley or Randall Cobb out there who's going to fair catch the ball. You know, so sketchy. Um, number one uh, dud was the it was a coaching the the, the penalty and I, I recapped it in the in a stream. The penalties have to stop, and I know some of it's on the players, some of it's on the um, on on the yeah coaches versus players. Who, who is it exactly on? Probably more players in my opinion, but still, it's a part of the it's a piece of the puzzle, but. The nine penalties, and I recap it all in the in the film show. We're all in massive moments. It was like third and ten penalty, first and twenty. Mosley legal contact, which he did that a couple times this week again, Kyle, where he's like matching a guy, the two or the three, and he completely chucks him. And like, what are you doing? Like, you just got a legal penalty last week versus Kelsey, and he's doing the same shit again. So, um, so Mosley was frustrating there. He had a bunch of false starts. He had holdings. You had the play where there's. 14 guys in the field and they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off because they didn't make the right substitution or whatever that was. That was not good. And by the, the way, the, they- the, the right before halftime, you got to put some of that on coaching. Like I'll put a lot of that on Zach Wilson, like know the situation, man, but also blame the play call. Why the hell would you think it's a, a good idea to, to design a play where uh, CJ Mosley catching the ball and probably not having a good chance to go out of bounds? Why would that be a, a realistic option in that scenario with no timeouts? Yeah, the only thing I said in that it was like maybe it was because okay, if there's a rubble off or somebody doesn't pass a coverage off, it's an easy outlet for you know if if, the, if there's some some miscue in the coverage, like okay. But you have to emphasize a thousand times in the headset: do not throw the ball short. And he threw the ball short. That was not good. Their lackadaisicalness to get back to the line was not good. It was just. There wasn't there wasn't there wasn't a lot of good from from the Jets um, coaching in this game in my opinion. 0 for five in the red zone, not good enough. There was too much, and it wasn't even necessarily run run pass. I, I do want to see more play action on first down, but it felt like a lot of situations in the red zone, it would be like second and nine, second and ten, and they run the ball. It's like what are why are we running the ball on second and long? It, you know, in in the in the red zone, I don't necessarily understand why they're doing that. So that wasn't great. With all that being said about the coaching, Kyle. Uh, Sean Payton can eat a very large, uh, you know, object. And the fact that he spiked the ball with two seconds left in the game, just icing on the cake, that guy's a douchebag, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Two seconds. I mean, you absolutely have no shot to win at that point. No so. shot. There's no shot. Yeah. You're down by two scores. It's impossible. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, you had unnecessary roughnesses. You have you have you have Lazard false starts. You have Mosley illegal contact. You have you have a bunch of you have a bunch of 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 problems with the coaching in in, in this game. Uh, anything else you want to recap about the coaching? Was there anything you noticed that you kind of ticked you off for coaching? Um, hmm. nothing's coming to mind right now. We're mm-hmm. time crunch. So we 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 said we we're gonna say hello to the chat. Yeah, I know. I'm so far behind. We're, we're gonna we're gonna hit it now. And I'm not, um, and really, I'm not seeing it from Streamyard because I'm not logged in. So. 
Yeah. Old and retired. Hope the e- oh, actually, I gotta do this first. I apologize. Uh, AP fourteen super chat five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you. On too, I see. Yep, yeah, we appreciate you. Um, it's funny how our defense gets picked apart early, but our but can't but it can't do anything early. But our O, I think he means to say offense. Yeah, yeah, the defense has been it's been fine with like them adjusting and stuff, but there's way too many blown coverages. There's way too many missed tackles. And again, this is not me speaking as okay, saying they're a bad defense. But if you want to be a top five defense, you got to tackle, you got to get off the field on third downs, and you got to start faster, Kyle. Right? Like, there's way too many missed tackles. There's way too many penalties. There's way too many guys not passing each other off. They had a blown touchdown versus the Chiefs. They had a blown touchdown versus the um, the Pats. They had a blown touchdown versus, I believe, the Cowboys. They had a blown touchdown in this game where Whitehead didn't pass it off, you know, correctly. So the defense has been good. It has not been great, in in, in my opinion. Completely agree. Okay, so they yeah they, they got to do something. They got to do something. And and Hackett got a script better place. You don't do anything off the jump. Uh, but we appreciate you, AP, for the super chat. Jan, our boy, twenty dollars super chat, uh, which we appreciate. Yo, boys, see you hey, Sunday. Uh, I don't know if you'll see. I don't think you're gonna see Kyle, but you will see me. Um, Hoping for a good game. I, I think it could be a good game. I think the Eagles have played down a little bit down this year. Um, their secondary has allowed some alarming numbers in terms of like completion percentage, uh, you know, yards per average, uh, touchdowns. I believe like they're like bottom three in terms of touchdowns allowed in terms of passing this year. So they're they're if we if we pass the ball and like the other chatter said, let's attack them like we attack the Chiefs. You're not going to beat the Eagles running the ball. So they gotta pass a little bit this game. So. Uh, Let's hope they can pull out a dub, Jan, and I will see you on Sunday. Um, going to the rest of the chat, and obviously we appreciate the Super Chats, but let's go back to the top, and then we'll say hello to the chat. We'll go through the position groups. While I'm scanning through some some chats, Kyle, we talked about the offensive line. Or we talked about Zach. We talked about Brees a little bit. Cook sucks. Um, talked about AVT. What do you think about the rest of the of the offensive line, uh, right guard to, to left tackle? I pull up some chats. Okay, well, I'm not really citing them because I think they're uh, – like the most legit authority in the world. But I saw before I got to watch the coaches film, I see people tweeting out PFF numbers and, mm-hmm. you know, so they said that Joe Tipman, you know, run block grade, grade pretty good pass block grade dog shit. Um, the coaches film backs that up. He was not good. Zach He's Allen good. was abusing him in this game. Yeah. Uh, let's Which, see. By the way, Kyle, and, and he's for, I, I recorded same, in, in, same thing. Go ahead. And in, in this, in this, so this is three plays. It was a three-back play combo where I said, like, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, the offensive line did not have good plays. And, again, I like Tippin, and he's going to be a good player in my opinion. Just watch watch him the first two reps. So this is some people like, oh, he had a good game. I think Tippin and ABT, right guard, right tackle, both did not have good games. I think center to left tackle, they were all fine. I think Beckton was actually pretty good. I think Tomlinson this was Beckton okay. this year, definitely. I think Tomlinson was okay this game, minus an overset or two, where I was not happy with him. But overall, again, he's he's below average, but he's been better than last year. I'll take it. McGovern, um, he actually watched one of the play, one of those last plays on that fade. He saves a, a stunt. Uh, or he, he's the only guy who really picks up the stunt. Tipman does not play it well. Connor McGovern saves Zach Wilson on that play, so they were good. But watch Tipman on the first on the first two. Okay. Again, didn't, I don't know if it's a pressure. I don't know if it, you know PFF grades that whatever. He got beat. Next play, beat. So he did not have the best game in in the world. I don't know what the third one was. Let's see what the third one was. Who got beat here? No, that was that, that was a Tom that was a Tomlinson play on the, on the last one. Um, but yeah, no, t- I don't think Tippin was good. But what do you think about the rest of the rest of the uh, the offensive line? Like I said, this was definitely Beckton's best game. I'm um, trying to think of any 
So Benito, so Benito obviously had some success um, lining up against the right tackles. Mm-hmm. I can't remember him having any good reps, pass rushing reps against Becton. There were a couple plays when Becton just kind of like really stopped him in his tracks. Uh, it seemed like I saw more aggression from Becton. He 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 was playing harder. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of these run blocks. Uh, who, who's forty seven Singleton? Uh, sometimes when Becton got to the second level, he was moving that dude. I mean, like yeah. Becton has for real power. I mean, everyone should know that. Um, but even after this weight loss, you saw some of that in this game. And I, I was hoping to see that in the earlier games this year, but like, yeah, he would be like, he has this power, like he's a big dude. So he, it's tough for him to get low. So even when he tries to get low, he's not that low on like a, a much yeah. shorter linebacker. So he mm-hmm. still hits dudes relatively high, but he just, he folds their upper body backwards. Um, so like, and you saw him do that a couple of times to these Denver linebackers. So uh, there was a couple of combos that he and uh, Tomlinson had where they really created a lot of room. Um, so there's only know, one, there's only one of those combos. I had an issue with one of them. It's a duo play and I break it down in the film review. Um, I'm like 95% sure he was supposed to pick up the linebacker um, okay. on a combo and he just completely bypasses the linebacker and the linebacker makes a tackle. And it's like, I've never really seen a duo play not pick up a linebacker in that scenario. So I think he flubbed that one. What are you talking about? Was that um, in the red zone? Yes. Okay. Yes, in the red yeah, zone. yeah. I noticed that yep. too. Yeah. So, but overall plus the Becton plus the t- to, to McGovern, in my opinion, plus the Tomlinson negative grades, uh, definitely for ABT. I don't think Mitchell was good in relief. He got beat up pretty bad. Um, and uh, question, I question for you. So, um, one of my high school buddies who, um, you know, we follow each other on Twitter. He's a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of one, he's in the camp. I don't want to see Dwayne Brown, not at all the rest of the season, Max Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> I was not encouraged at all. What I saw from Max Mitchell and people were quick because, Oh, Max Mitchell, look, look what he did on this play where Brees Hall had this long touchdown. There's a nice combo. We got to go, go with the young guns, Max Mitchell. Right now, you have to let's say Dwayne Brown's healthy. You could start him next or the, the following game after this Eagles game. I don't even know if that's possible, but let's say it is. Um, are you playing Max Mitchell and uh, keeping Beckton at left tackle, or are you going with Dwayne Brown at left, moving Beckton back to right? I think the best offensive line is most likely Beckton moving back to right tackle. But the question is, do they do that? Yeah. You know, do they do they want him to move around as much as 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 he has been? And with that being said, his I knees are already hurting. I think they like, knee, it, like Dwayne Brown. If his right knee is hurting, do they think that legitimately puts more pressure on his knee being at right tackle and they're just going to question. injure him quicker? You know, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't. I'll would probably just keep Beckton at left tackle because he's your long term guy there. And either Brown, they gotta sign somebody, really, like realistically. And again, Kyle, there's three things we specifically dunked on the Jets for this offseason. Receiver, specifically after Corey Davis left, right? That's a problem right now. Tackle, they need to do more. That's a problem right now, right? Because they're pro- they're again, their plan after last year, all the shit they had to tackle was, hey, let's replace George Fant with a worse veteran in Billy Turner, and let's throw a fourth-round rookie at the situation, a fourth-round royal rookie. That was all they did. Regardless of what you want to say about their approach, whatever, that's all they did. They needed to do more. They needed to figure something out to do more. Um Receiver, tackle, quarterback, which again, Zach Wilson's working out better than any one of us could have expected right now, but still the handling of those three positions was a, was terrible on offense. And we're seeing the the results of that. And with that being said, I know they brought in Dennis Kelly to the practice squad and they worked out well Collins. Maybe that's the answer. Dennis Kelly was solid a couple of years ago. I don't know what the hell happened in the last couple of years that now he's on the free agency market, but 
nonetheless, I don't um, even know who Dennis Kelly is. Who is that? He's a ta- I'm, I'm pretty sure he was a tackle from the Colts a couple of years ago, right? I could be maybe. I hope I'm not wrong. Ryan Kelly was a center, or is the center um, for the Colts? Uh, is that who you're thinking of? Who? What, what did I say? His first name was? You said Dennis. Den- is it? Is it? Am I even saying the name right? Hold on. They just added him to the practice squad, right? Am I? Am I uh, mistaken, chat? Uh, Dennis Kelly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So sorry. He was the tackle. Okay. Yeah. He was on the Colts. Okay. Dennis Kelly. I, I just don't know who that is. Yeah. Dennis Kelly. Yeah, is Colts about and Titans. It looks like. But nonetheless. Um. Yeah. They need to do more at tackle. Kyle and Collins. I'm, I'm he was a huge disappointment. Uh, signing for the uh, Bengals, based Bengals. on my understanding. Yeah. Cowboys fans definitely wanted him out. He had a bad season in Dallas his last year there. Uh, a lot of people kind of anticipated he might play guard at the next level, even though he played tackle at LSU. But mm-hmm. I don't know. He just seems to me when linemen get bad and they stay bad for like a couple years, you don't want to touch him at that point. The, mm-hmm. the idea that he would have a resurgence on probably the wrong, I think he's on the wrong side of 30 at this point. Uh, he, he was a good player at a certain point, but I don't, I don't know. Just doesn't seem like it, it kind of seems like it would be. Remember when we got when we traded a fifth rounder during the McCagnan years for that? Um, this guy used to grade so well in PFF system. I'm forgetting his name. He was a left tackle. Uh, he was D- Denver's left tackle during Ryan some of the Peyton Manning years, huh? Ryan Clady. Ryan Clady. How bad was he when he came to the Jets? He was. He awful. was awful, dude. I remember. Uh, I, I I specifically remember when they signed him because I was in a casino and I remember like looking him up like at a crafts table or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, that's just a weird memory. I. A little bit, yeah, um, but and then so we, we 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 coaxed um the center from Carolina out of retirement, Khalil, which people know, killed but, Douglas for that, but that was last resort thing, you know. I'm not last resort, but I'm just saying, like sometimes offensive line the injuries start to pile up. You're on the wrong side of thirty. The idea that you're going to get back to a good level of play, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather pass. So I'm going to throw this one to you first, Kyle. Uh, Quinnen has been less impactful this year. Do you know why that is? Is he getting double teamed more or is he less effective or is it something else? What are, you, what are your thoughts on? on I still think he's year? been very good. Um, yeah. What are, what are his sack numbers right now? Curious. Half, I, I mean, in terms half, of pressures, I, I, in terms of in, in terms of pressures, you know, again, we, you just you just tweeted out two clips or three clips of, uh, you know, offensive linemen getting beat. And it's like, okay, is this counting as a pressure against Joe Tipman? And it's like – by Joe and Kyle standards, yeah, we would say it is. So I don't know how PFF grades some of these things, but they have Quinn and Williams as like a top five in terms of interior defensive linemen in terms of pressures and all that kind of stuff. So has half a sack and, right now. And when and when I okay, so he has half a sack. I think I think constant pressure and and, and hits and just disruption, however you define that, is more important than sacks because you know if Quinn if Quinn chases a guy like Russell Wilson who bails out of the pocket pretty frequently outside the pocket. You know that's just as effective as a you know a sack, especially if like oh a defensive end makes him step up into the pocket and and then this the interior defensive lineman just gobbles him up. Uh, but Quinn's mm-hmm. been very good this year, I think. Uh, maybe had a little bit of a quiet game in Dallas, a little bit of a disappointing game there. Um, but other than that, I think he's been really good. Um, and even uh, Jefferson too, also on the interior defensive line. That was a big scoop on that fumble, right? Like he saw that he he located that instantly. Uh, Jordan, I would not be worried about Quentin Williams at all. Do not think that, oh, he got the bag. Uh, by no. the way, Eagle, Lionheart, whatever you want to be called now. I think he kind of hinted at this last week. I don't know if he was being hyperbolic or just trying to get some discussion going in the chat. Oh, did Quentin Williams just get the bag and now he's just, you know, resting mm-hmm. on his laurels like Muhammad Wilkerson did? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's the case at all right here. Yeah, well, so 
Q, like you said, he's been very good. He's not been great, right? You're paying him $25 million a year to be great. Um, I don't think he's been that so far. That's just my honest opinion. I think he's still, I think you paid him to be a top three guy and he's more of a top five to 10 guy right now. However you quantify that. Now, with that being said, he is getting double teamed. I think top 10 right in the, in the, uh, in, in the league at D tackle right now. There's like a graph. That's when he put out there that I saw the other day. Um, and also with that being said, you played a bunch of games against teams who knew that they want to get rid of the ball quickly. And you could, you get to call that an excuse, whatever, whatever you want, but how quick did Dallas get rid of the ball? How quick Very did quick. the pass get rid of the ball? How quick did the Broncos for the most part of this game screens, all this shit, get rid of the ball. So it's hard to get sacks when you're, when you're going through double teams and guys getting rid of the ball so quickly to, to obviously, uh, you know, uh, basically prohibit the effectiveness of your defense. However, that's not the correct phrasing I wanted to get put out there, but so he's been very good. Not great. He's playing like instead of a $25 million player, maybe he's playing like a $20 million player, you know? So yeah, I wanted to see him step up a little bit too. Um, but something to be concerned about. By the way, yeah, that, gonna... that tackle on Russell Wilson on the QB draw in the red zone, that was a huge play by Quinn and Williams too. It might not he... look, look like the most super impre- – go ahead. Yeah, you know, sorry, I was going to say with that play too, it's, it's really good recognition because I, I remember I obviously just broke them down. Um, to me, he sees the right guard moving out in space there, and the right guard moving out in space is obviously going to be followed by a run because he can't pass it, you know, more than a yard past uh, – the offensive lineman more than a yard past the line of scrimmage. So he sees him immediately get – get distance or, or, or get off the line of scrimmage. And he realizes, Oh shit, this is going to be a run. There's no running back. So then he stacks the the left guard and, and obviously sheds him for the tackle. So it's really, really good play recognition right there by Q. Yeah. Quinnen is, uh, he has very good football instincts. Uh, and that's probably a little bit of an underrated part of his game. Truthfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota says jets, jets, e, e girls, e girl. uh, uh, 20 Jets, 20 Eagles, 17, three and three. I would take it, man. Hey, listen, we're 12 and 0 or we're 0 and 12 against them. They're five and 0 when maybe they shouldn't be. Is, is the universe going to do the Jets a favor? Can you imagine going to three and three at the bye with Zach Wilson when we said three and three with Rodgers would be good enough? You're hoping for four and two, but three and three was good enough. Um, still getting there with Zach, that'd be, that'd be absurd, especially after losing the Pats game. I, I just, I can never imagine that. If I told you, hey, Kyle, we're going to lose Aaron Rodgers. In in quarter one, we're going to lose to the Pats, but we're still going to end up three and three. Do you do you say I'm I'm crazy, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say something's off there. Yeah, uh, sneakers and boots. What's up, dude? Uh, Verge Tibbs says what's good. I hope it doesn't take it long, uh, take too long to adjust to the defense this week, and hope they don't go run run pass so damn much, especially versus Philly. Uh, and specifically in the red zone, Kyle, you can't do oh and oh oh for five against against Philly. There's just there's just absolutely no way. Um, now, with it being said, I think they match up pretty well, you know, corners and all that versus, versus Philly, but the run game is also good, and the Jets have not been good in the run game. So I'm concerned about them running the ball down our throats, and I'm obviously concerned with with Hurts and, and him scrambling. Yeah, same. Um, the thing with, like, um, the whole run-run pass on third and long has been really annoying just because, like <sighs> – like on the one hand, like play action plays take a little long to develop and you don't want Zach back there for a long time getting killed. And especially like a, a team with a good D line, like the Eagles, like they're going to come after, but it's like, yeah, but the, the play action also, you know, keeps those guys accountable. It just doesn't let them tee off. He's been good with it. Keep doing more of that. And even in this game, it was more of the same. Like he, he looked good off play action. He did a lot of that in college too. So they got to move the pocket more firm too. Like one of his bigger throws to Garrett Wilson, you know, it was kind of like uh, you know, Garrett Wilson streaking. I don't know. If, I can't remember if it was an over route or if it was a straight dig. Um, 
Yeah, I probably want to see you put a little bit more heat on that ball, just like a little bit more, because mm. um, he kind of gave the defender a little bit of a chance to to, to catch up on it. But uh, you know, one of his better throws, it's like you know, get him out in space. He looks comfortable there. Like Zach just doesn't have the best pocket presence in the world. We've seen a ton of growth there this year. The Dallas game is a good indication of that, but it's not necessarily his thing. So move the pocket more. Um, you know, this Eagles team, you know that they can collapse the pocket. They got a lot of interior guys. Uh, Jalen Carter's been a tear. That was the guy who, when we started hearing reports about him falling, I was like, yeah, I'd be totally happy taking him there. Yeah. Um, and then they just have a bunch of guys who can come off the edge too. So mm-hmm. move the pocket for him in this game, please. Uh, John Hassel says, "I. this is with all the respect, I'm going to read this and then I'll give you my answer. Um, I have a conspiracy theory that I think makes sense. Don't the skills of McCole Harmon have the ability to somewhat disrupt Philly's D-line? Could the trade chatter have been false intentionally? Next. Well, I, uh, I, people, I, no, there's no. They're, they're not losing sleep over McCall Harbin. They're like, oh, we, we got this secret weapon. We haven't played at all this entire season. Here he is. We we're saving him for five when, weeks. When he there's, says, like, no. they're like, giving some end arounds, like, that's going to disrupt their yeah, like, because they're, they're, like, they're, hey, they're the teeing off. Oh, and they're not going to give this scrub, no. they're not going to give him the ball in an end around. Is, is that the thinking there? Maybe? That and just like, you know, using using their, their speed against them and, you know, jet sweeps and end rounds and all that stuff. I think that's what he's going for. But no. Um, has Garrett looked the same this year? I know he's been going against some good corners. I think Garrett's actually like the good corners have gotten the better of him. I think to Not, me, me, me you know, definitely dude. Um, Garrett had a disappointing game against that rookie corner from new England. Yeah, he had yeah. a good game. Man. Yeah. Gonzalez. Uh, it's uh, a shame that he is. He's probably going to miss the rest of the year, but for them, but so Garrett has been relative to my expectations, regardless of the quarterback has been disappointing this year. Yes. Um, and I like Garrett a lot. I do. He had the drop in the red zone. The ball was on his face. He dropped it. He had a, he had, a, he had the, he had a couple of other drops this year. And he he had probably, even if he catches it, he probably doesn't get in the end zone there, but still, still catch it. Give yourself catch a chance. Got to catch it. I know the throw last week that people are going to criticize or whatever, but you know, uh, Zach Wilson gets the ball to him. It's in one hand. Superstar receiver makes that catch. Um, you had the play this week, which was a really good route, Kyle. Uh, the the out there, like the stutter go. I don't remember that up the sideline where he beat Sertain. Yeah, it was a very very good release, just based on the hop step. And then if you notice when he's going to gear down, he puts his arm on the back of Sertain for a fake throw by. So that makes Sertain think, oh shit, he's gearing down to run a curl or whatever it is. And then he gears down, and, and Garrett continues to accelerate. The problem with that route is he bows it out. And, yeah. and Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson doesn't go to put in a good spot regardless, but he bows it out, um, you know, so far where it's not an easy throw for Zach Wilson to make, where if he's like hold his line and give himself that four yards of cushion to the sideline, maybe he can adjust to a bad ball, but because he's so tight to the sideline, cause he bowed it out. Zach Wilson has to make a near perfect throw or, or, you know, a much better throw, um, to get it to him. So great route, but he bows, he's been bowing his routes out and stuff. So he's been very good, but to me and Again, I want, maybe I want to watch him individually each play. But I can say that early on last year, whether it be the Cleveland game, whether it be the Baltimore game where he absolutely cooked Marlon Humphrey, I was more impressed with Garrett early last year and last year than I have been so far this year. I agree, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, think he'll bounce you're back. You're expecting stuff, to but. see huge growth. And, yeah, I think some of this stuff is just timing uh, with Zach. Like you, you just mentioned like two, two plays and just getting on the same page. And, you know, even though Zach – was the starter last year and the, the, the guy who was – let's not forget that he did miss a good portion of the preseason because he was injured and then missed the first couple of games. So 
it's not like these guys have had the mo- the ton of practice time with each other. Garrett being the legit number one in that role, Zach being the starter. Obviously, Zach was not supposed to be the starter this preseason. So, if they ever could get on the right page with each other and get some more chemistry down, I think you'll start to see some more of these big plays pop. Because it's yeah. not it's 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 definitely not a lack of ability from either of them. Zach has a talented arm. Garrett's a stud in many respects. Anyway, um, Dakota, I vehemently disagree with you here that he's been fantastic. He missed the tackle last week. He blew a coverage this week. He missed another tackle this week. He has not been good minus, again, two give me interceptions. The one was very nice from Whitehead in week one. That's all he's done this year, and he's right back to what he was last year. Whitehead has not been good for us this year. Um, just look at the missed tackles. It, just erase the week one from, from your mind and, and look last four weeks. Years over? I hope so. I think so. I'm pretty sure it's a two-year deal. I, I, I pray to God he's on the team next year. He just misses so many tackles. He's terrible. He's really terrible. <laughs> he's just awful. I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, there are certain players when Joe hates them, <laughs> you could just see the anger come out in his face and hear it in his. He just voice. can't fucking tackle, man. He just he just never wraps up. It's just the worst. And he's done that this year again too. So don't he's give me the looking week for stuff. the big hit. Sometimes it's harder to make that big hit when you got to wrap. Uh, Dalvin Cook to Dalvin Crook to Dalvin Smuck. All right. Um, Lionheart, I agree with this. This is crazy to say. Frank Gore was a better jet than Dalvin Cook. Changed my mind. You're if right. You put, if you put Frank Gore behind this offensive line, and, and, and instead of what he's what willing Frank to fall Gore forward had with it, he fell forward. He had no offensive line that year, and he still is probably averaging more. Can you look up that year? What, what did he average that, that year for the Jets? Because Dalvin Cook's averaging like two point six, seven, eight, nine, something like that. Okay. And Frank Gore behind worse offensive line at eighty years old, still probably did better than him. Matt Forte, yeah, so far, yeah. Matt Forte at least did something. Dude, Frank, Gore, lo- Frank Gore loves football. Oh, yeah, Matt Forte, I mean, he looked pretty damn good his first couple of games with the Jets, but that second year, oh, yeah, he, he was a little washed. So Frank um, Gore with the Jets had 653 rushing yards, 3.5 average. Better than Cook right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about Brees Hall, and I talked about him in the review. He did well this game. The offensive line blocking for some of those plays, he was running through massive gaps. The touchdown run, he didn't even get touched. He just outran a guy. Mm-hmm. So the offensive line, a good job in the run game for the most part. Um, sneakers, the boots, if Zach poops the Mets Sunday. You, you wonder how much of it was just Denver just being shitty. It's a, it's in the run game. And I don't. I didn't watch the, the Miami game, but based on how Brees was saying, again, another thing I say in the review, I'm going to I'm going – Oh, sorry, Kyle, Kyle cut out. I'm going to assume in the Denver versus the Miami game that um, Miami or Miami cut the ball back a lot, and that's why they got a lot of big rushing yards because Brees was looking to cut the ball back pretty early in this one. Um, and you must have saw that on film. So Forte is like Gates names. I wish him, yeah. Let's see. Uh, maybe the coach is over, overvalued Harmon and he just isn't and he just ain't that good. A lot of drops in training camp, a lot of drops. Um Hold on, uh, uh, yeah, I went to close the tab for Frank. <laughs> and I closed our tab. Okay, so the thing I was saying with Brees Hall is, and I'll, I'll go through quickly. Sorry, I said it. I think that he watched that Dolphins Denver game, and he was really looking for cutbacks because they are so aggressive in terms of filling that the cutbacks are open all day. But um, <clears throat> in terms of Hardman, the coaches overvalued Hardman. He ain't that good. That's a problem with the with the coaching staff because they're watching these guys in free agency. They watched him and said, "Yeah, we want to sign him," and they don't have a plan for him past Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think I think he was going to be more involved with with Rodgers. They they don't have the same game plan as they did with Zach. And we told we said it, Kyle. He was overrated by fans when he signed here. He was a Braxton Berrios replacement, not a number three receiver. 
Um, and now that, that Rodgers is done, obviously they don't want him to be involved. And clearly they weren't very impressed with what they saw from him in camp. So, yeah, it, it's strange because just because you're, starting quarterback goes down all of a sudden this guy's completely phased down to the offense you know so i don't think they envision that happening i think some of it's just like okay yeah well we realize he's not as good as we thought in many different areas so kareem says uh he doesn't know how to throw a back shoulder outside i've never seen him do it didn't he just do that last week versus you know the the, the chiefs with the Re- jeremy rucker was perfect times in the same drive yeah so he's done it, it he's definitely done it it's literally last week so Nick Kareem. Carl Lawson in a fourth for T Higgins. Sure. Why they want him back. Sure. They let him walk. Sure. Free agency. Well, you know, why the fuck would they do that? T Higgins is a legit number one, you know, in that system. He's a, he's a two, but you're, you have to trade a lot more than that. T There's Higgins no is a stud. And I, I will say that I watched a couple of his college games. I was kind of like, yeah, don't really see it. I don't know. Kind of get what the hype is. Uh, he's one of the best contested uh, catchers in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, Eagle says, I don't know if you guys can comment, but that, uh, what was the email that season ticket holders got this week? So I, I have, no I have season tickets, but my friend bought them technically, technically. So I guess he, he got the email, but Kyle, they, they emailed people asking for payments or whatever for next year already. We're five weeks through 2023 and they're asking for payments for 2024 season tickets. Um, I've never known them to do that. That's after the season type of thing. So I don't know if Woody Johnson's seeing it and saying, hey, this shit might go down the drain. We have some excitement now after a win. Let's let's try to get some money out of the season ticket holders. But what a, what a, what a slap in the face of your second season ticket holders, in my opinion, asking for that. After we just had a Rodgers injury, all this hype and shit, now five weeks into the season, you're saying, hey, give me my money for next year. Um, I thought – so like, I don't hate Woody for – Certain things, like certain people. Oh, he sucks. All this stuff. Like he tries to hire people. He'll spend money. So I don't. I don't get those critiques. After the stadium environment, the parking, that stuff, the video boards, that's all a joke. The fireman Ed stuff and like highlighting other people instead of him. I think that's a joke. Him after we lose to the Chiefs, you know, we're Swifties too. That's a joke. Asking for season ticket or season tickets for next year for the payments already five weeks through 2023. That's a joke. So I understand why some people hate him. I don't think it's a lack of effort, but he is so. Out of touch. It's it's absurd. So uh, yeah, I, I heard about that and I was pretty pissed as well. Yeah, I mean, like, why would you think that fans would respond positively to that? Given the fact that it's like we want to see the team for next year. People got to want to pay for these tickets. So, you know, you, the team has to earn it. That's just the name of the game. It's like, yeah, we know we're gonna have Rodgers. He said he's committed to the following season, but what's the rest of the team gonna look like? What are we gonna what who are we gonna get in free agency? Are we gonna trade for anyone? Mm-hmm. Um, that seems kind of unreasonable. I mean, again, I, I've never, ever, ever had season tickets, so I don't know if this is something totally out of the blue, but uh, it, it seems quite unreasonable. And 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 if you don't care how fans are going to react, at, at the end of the day, it's just the bottom line, and I just care about making money, and I understand it's a business. Well, mm-hmm. you know, don't yeah. maybe 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 appear less on social media and stuff, and you know, be one of these owners who really takes a back seat. But what he's really in the front seat and stuff. And he clearly wants people to like him and think he's cool. And that's not necessarily a way to get people to think you're cool. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, let's see. Uh, Brandon said, what are the Jets game plan should be? It's going to be, I hope it's similar to the chiefs and they're going to throw some more on first down play action because the Eagles of anywhere they're weak. It's the secondary. It's not the defensive line. So you cannot run, run pass. It's that's just not going to work. So the Eagles have talent, especially on offense, all levels. They have good running backs. They have great offensive line, probably the best in the NFL. They have a quarterback who can run and pass. 
They have good receivers, good tight end. This team's going to put up points, just like they did in the Super Bowl. What was that Super Bowl? 38-35? I think that was the final score. You must be expecting this team to put up points. They put up a ton of points last time you played them, even with Minshew at quarterback. Um, you cannot play scared in this game. So similar game plan to the Chiefs. Well, in, in terms of being aggressive, similar. We have some we have some CD talk in the chat. John Hassel mentioned it, and Lion mentioned it, and I think Hawk mentioned it a little bit as well. Um, yeah, of course we want CD. We want we want him back. He's, I wonder. He, if the, I wonder if the staff made the call to him, like, hey, Corey, yeah. you know, please. But like, please, Cobb is our three. Please, if the guy doesn't want to play, the guy doesn't want to play. Would you want a guy out there? Like, does it look like Dalvin Cook wants to be out there on the football field, or is he just getting a paycheck? Would you want a Corey Davis who's his, his heart's not in it, his head's not in it? I mean, he has to want it. I, I, I rather, I rather have uh, Davis w- without his heart in it than than Randall Cobb at, at this point. And again, Cobb people will be like, "Oh, you you stand Cobb earlier on." I stand for Cobb as five. I didn't stand for Cobb as three. So there's a, there's a big difference there. You you, you um, stand for him playing definitely less than ten snaps a game, maybe five like five snaps, snaps, a, game. snaps a game. Yeah, yeah, five snaps a game about. So, um, yeah, I, I wish we had a Corey back, but it's just part of my problem is again evaluation of talent to not sign a guy like Hopkins. And that's, that's assuming he would have wanted to come here, but I assume he would have wanted to come here with Rodgers over going to Tennessee um, and paying Dalvin cook. It's like, how is your talent evaluation? I don't, I don't understand how that happens, but um, we could use CD. Um, of course we could use him. Yeah. Block his blocking too, which we talked about. John Hassel mentioned his blocking would be huge from 11 personnel. He's, he's a better blocker than Lazard um, and Lazard's good. So that, that would add a lot to the, to the, to the, uh, Al Woods did, did get a safety. Yeah, he got a safety. With that being said, it was a coverage safety, and it took him like five seconds to get there. But yeah, it was it was a safety. It was a safety. Um, first time in Jets history, a Jets defense got those back to backs. Which, by the way, Kyle Morstead, right? Those 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 safeties are on Morstead. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Is he on a one year deal? Because I want him back next year already. Miami fans yeah. are sick that they let him walk in free agency. Uh, yeah, I would be too. He's a, he's a good punter. Doesn't matter your age. Like I, I'm hoping they they extend him and talking about extending people. So uh, I think Nicholas Joseph in the chat mentioned to extend. He just uh, seems like a good guy him. too. Like you know, he, he seems kind of funny, and you know, he was obviously there to support Zach after Zach quote unquote blew the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, uh, so we have some Devils talking here a little bit. I just want to highlight it. Uh, let's go Devils, Joe. You see how much MSG Plus is charging his stream games. It's ridiculous with the MSG's plus stuff. I had I had to get FUBU, like Verge Tip did, did, which is like however $70 a month or something crazy that it is. And now FUBU doesn't have this game. So Verge, I'm just telling you right now, if you think you're watching on FUBU in, uh, in about 43 minutes from now, you're mistaken because it's not on FUBU. It's only on Hulu, Hulu Live, and ESPN Plus. So I bought ESPN Plus sneakers to boots. Um, I just, you know, I'm not missing Devil's Hands. So and I'm not watching a fucking laptop that's all, you know, yeah, sketchy and stuff. That. So, uh... Yeah, I watched Blewett's film review for every Barrios game. He's a jag. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he is. But listen, at the end of the day, when you're going to be working in so much space like you are with the Dolphins, I'm sure he's going to produce a little bit. Like he's not a bad player. He's just not a good player. I, I just don't think he was worth seven, eight million dollars a year, whatever they paid him. Right. So um, is that what he got? He really got that much? Well, he was worth he, when he was at the Jets. He got like seven million dollars a year. Right. Like about. I know that. But, you yeah. know, they obviously. I think a lot of it was kind of backloaded, and I don't think he ended up getting a lot on the back end. I don't know how mm-hmm. you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, what's up, Jets X Factor? What is up to Jigaman? 
Uh, Lionheart says CJ Mosley dropped another interception this week. No, I don't no, think so. No. Um, the thing he did do was he chucked a guy down the field, which pissed me off. And then there was a play where he really, really misread a. Um, it was a. It was a trap play, and he did not put himself in good position to make a tackle at all. Um, so that was a bad one. And then there was another one. Um, I, I forget what the other play was. We had like three bad plays this, this week. So he had a lot of good plays. Like he's still a very solid linebacker, but he's not as good as he used to be. No. Not as good as he used to be. Um, so McGovern sucks. McGovern did not suck last week at all. Um, dude, what's up? And you, you'll see in the film review, Kyle. McGovern saved that fade play. He's lucky. Zach Wilson's lucky he even got that ball out because if it was not for McGovern, Tippman did not pass that, that off well um, at all. ABT is playing out of position. Sure. Yes, Most he is. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, but he's, uh, he's, it's a laughing emoji. So I'm assuming that's like, dumb. yeah, well, uh, either that or like, oh, he played, he played, he's excusing his bad game because he played a tackle. It's, it's still not an, an man, excuse man. in my opinion. But um, The only reason we, we harped on that is because too many people, including some people that frequent these streams were saying, Hey, listen, what about AVT permanently moving to tackle? That solves some of our problems, right? And it's like, why would you want to do that when you got a guy who could be like a legit all pro potentially year in, year out into your, and then you're going to make him average to below average tackle. That's a huge drop off. And I'll say this right now. This was my immediate thought when I saw the news that he tore his Achilles, unfortunately. And I, by the way, Ian Rappaport gave us hope. Oh, there's optimism going into the MRI. And then of course it's the jets. Anyway, uh, my immediate thought was, if the plan was to play AVT at tackle for the rest of the season, like Robert Salas said, we're thinking about making that his quote permanent position. And Joe Tipman is a legit stud mm-hmm. at guard, which we're thinking is conceivably possible. He's got talent for sure. The drop-off is not that big really. Right. Like, because you know, um, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is like AVT at tackle. I mean, like uh, uh, the drop off is not that big if you lose AVT for the season, right? Like, let's say you have like uh, Mitchell comes in and Mitchell Mitchell's like imp- uh, vastly improved from last year, which from year one to year two is not unthinkable. He could. Um, so like, you know, if, if, if Tip, I, I'm not I'm explaining this really badly. If Tipman is legit, really good at guard. Okay. Yeah. And. Mitchell, who's obviously not going to be as good as AVT, gets better. Like I don't think your drop off in your offensive line is is that huge. If if your plan was to play AVT at tackle for the rest of the season, because AVT is not going to be a great tackle. You you're, you're, you're 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 basically saying, and I'm even shortening it. What you're trying to say, I think you're saying that to, if Mitchell's improved to just be an okay player, the the, the drop off between him and AVT at tackle is not that not not that far off. That's Which, what I'm saying, and you said it Mitchell, much more succinctly than I did. If Mitchell improves a lot this year, though, a yeah, because because he's I'll bad, because he's bad. And now, okay. by the way, it could it could also be like okay, if you're putting Dwayne Brown back there, and Dwayne Brown is not good, he's worse than he was last year, but maybe not yeah. a ton worse, but somewhat worse. And then you flip back Beckton over back to to right tackle, and and Tippman staying at guard, and Tippman's actually good at guard. Your offensive line in totality, it's it's not a huge drop off. What I'm saying is like putting AVT. At tackle, it's just it's not good. It's not good by any stretch. It no. could be decent, but it's not good. He was he was better last year. I think he's a solid tackle, but 
could be an all pro guard. So, and this I year he was below his tackle. Think, I didn't even think he was that good at, at tackle last year. I think like it was, I think so much of it was the fact that he was even able to move to tackle, period. And then they also flipped him back and forth between tackle, right tackle, left tackle, right tackle, and then maybe even guards burst in there too. Like when he, when he tore his triceps in Denver last year, was he playing guard that game? No, tackle. Okay, it was tackle that game. So I think so much of it was just that. Like, I go back if you think I'm wrong about this. Watch his game in Pittsburgh. I know the Jets won that game. Alex Highsmith really had a very good game against him. He's um he's like to me and you know, I guess I have to yeah watch it refs wrong for one. But a lot of like 45 degree setting with him, and then once he gets into that contact window, he reaches for contact and his feet don't follow him. So I just not good technique on the edge there. But we're gonna continue on. Um, Zed Doggy says, why do people like Fant the crying emoji face? So he must be like 15, but, uh, Kyle, did I, did I say I like Fant or did I say that the Jets replaced a veteran with a worse veteran? Did I ever say I, that Fant's great? Or did I say that Billy Turner is worse than Fant? That's all I said. And, and Fant, by the way, is actually playing pretty well with the Texans right now. So you could say that all you want, but he's actually starting with them right now over Billy Turner, who was complete ass. Like Fant was at least okay at times. So, um, Fant had some good moments with the Jets, especially at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see. There's an Eagle fan in here again. Get a life. How are we going to handle the tush push with Al Woods? <laughs> Hopefully. Um, kiss him 11 times, I think. I think Sala Hopefully said. Hopefully you just don't get them in third and one, fourth and one. Yeah, let's let's keep them, let's keep them out of there. Uh, yeah, By the way, if we could just take a moment to comment, the people who want to ban that play, I totally disagree with that. Just stop it. It doesn't work for so many teams. Right, like we tried, we tried a couple of QB sneaks to Zach Wilson this year unsuccessfully. Like the mm-hmm. Eagles, they just have a great offensive line. Jalen Hurts is a big, strong dude back there. Squat six, seven hundred pounds. Um, you know they have the good team to do it. It's not, it's not the rest of the league's fault that you can't stop it. It's not the even Eagles though fault, the rest of the league can't stop it. Exactly, and I you know I just disagree with Zay Doggy over the fan thing, or not disagreed, but I kind of called him out. Um, I agree with him here. Like they, they do it better than everybody else. People, other people have tried it, and it doesn't work. So if they figure out how to stop it. Get bigger defensive linemen. Sign Al Woods. Sign, I don't know what is what is Snacks Harrison doing right now. Is he is he still three forty? I don't I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ballooned over four hundred. Put in Becton. Put Becton and Al Woods in the A gaps. <laughs> then figure it out. I don't I don't know. Uh, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna happen this game, Kyle. There's gonna be a third and one. They're gonna do it on us. I'm gonna be pissed. And then next week I'm gonna say they should ban it. Uh, Rich says I I think the key uh, is for them to let Zach play free, and we can live with the mistakes. Can't just run run. Yeah. You have you you have to play to win. The, the run run passing is not a, a a winnable formula versus the uh the Eagles. So Zach has played scared too many times in his young career. That New England game is the most notable example. Um in New England, sophomore year. But during this Chiefs game, like you realize, okay, we're playing the world champs. I'm playing against Patrick Mahomes. They're gonna put up points. He's like, I got I gotta make big time throws. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, is he wasn't also like, oh, I'm going to play hero ball and, you know, scramble around for five seconds and, you know, and, and throw into triple coverage. He wasn't mm-hmm. doing that type of stupid stuff. But at the same time, like, okay, I'm going to throw this back shoulder here. It's a tough throw. I, I, I got Lazard here in the end zone. I'm going to throw it to his back shoulder here. Uh, I, I got to beat the safety. I got to look him off quick. I got to throw it in rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, a, it was a throw he was willing to make. Like, play loose like that. Play daring for sure. Um, the back shoulders on the back shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have uh, Swolsey says uh, Bryce Hall was looking at competent starter. What the fuck? And sorry, but, well, no, people don't make curse. I put the explicit tag on these, but um, 
Bryce Hall's rookie year, Kyle, people were here. And then years after that, they went too, too far down. And I think we stayed in the middle. He was overrated his first year. His, or, or yeah, when he, when he, yeah, his first year. And then last few years, yeah, he got beat by a perfect throw and a perfect catch by Duvernay. He got beat by Kyle Pitts in the red zone. Like it's, he didn't play so bad the last few years. People just hate him for whatever reason. Um, because it's, you know what it is like the, their most recent memory is, is all they can remember. So it's like, Oh, his last play, he got beat. He sucks. Bryce Hall was okay. His, his rookie year. So him as a four or five, he's a really good backup corner to have. There's a lot of things to like about Bryce Hall, but he's, he is a very limited guy. There was even one time this game too, where, you know, really fast guys can pull away from him. He's not a great athlete, but mm-hmm. um, top five impressions while getting doubled in. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's he's very very good. I just don't think he's as good as last year yet. I still want to see some more. I want to see some more impact impact from him. So uh, let's see. Still important. Um, so I guess we'll move on. We'll, and there's some more chats. I'll, I'll just, I'm going to go and scan through them. But we talked about the offensive line, running backs. Uh, we talked about Garrett Wilson, Lazard. He had a nice toe tap. I thought he was fine in this game. Again, three receptions for 33 yards. You know, it's it's whatever. Yeah, he's been fine this year. Tight end Rucker. I thought I didn't, like, I didn't like squarely focus on him when I did notice him. He was doing pretty well in blocking. CJ Uzama. I thought was fine for the most part. Didn't see anything. Didn't see anything egregious from him. Just the very whatever game. Um, and then Conklin, obviously that one route, Kyle, the rocker over the middle, beautiful. You know, I love that. And then the, uh, the catch on that sick nod and then the run for, you know, extra 15 yards, putting his head down after contact was fantastic from, from Conklin. So kudos to him. Might've been his best run after the catch in his career, maybe. Cause that's not necessarily his strong suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the tight ends were good. Yeah. The, uh, the Pats game is, it's, it's going to be really frustrating too, because going into this bye week three and three and playing with this game, house money would be so freaking nice. And they, they've gotten beat. What, what kind of like 10 to fucking 486 the last two weeks combined. It's been terrible. They got their ass kicked Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And who kicked their ass last week? It was the Cowboys. And then the, um, the saints. <laughs> oh yeah. The saints, right. A, a mid team. Jared you know? Carr led saints. And it's just, it's great. Like, People are putting out clips because, you know, the Boston fans, Boston fans are really spoiled in terms of all the championships, but, you know, with the Bruins and the Celtics over the years and stuff, and Patriots. Um, I guess Red Sox got a couple in there too. Um, but, uh, you know, they're calling up the radio stations with their Boston accents. Belichick's done nothing since Brady's gone. You know, he's only the good defensive coordinator. That's it. You know, I can't do a Boston accent. But. Yeah. But yeah, it's like and you know these Pats fans who literally saw this guy bring you to what nine Super Bowls, brought you to nine, if I'm not mistaken. You know, lost two against the Giants, lost one against the Eagles. He won six. He's t- taking you what 15, 16 conference championship games, and he's just a good defensive coordinator, Belichick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, up? don't forget, don't forget. Part of the reason Brady is good. And you could see this a little bit in that one season where they recorded Belichick for the entire season. Belichick would meet with Brady. He spent more time talking to Brady one-on-one in his office. Uh, I don't know if that's for me to like go quicker. No, 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 no. I, that, was, oh. that was John Hassel. He said it was a joke about the McCall Harbin thing. I didn't, John, oh. I should know that because I've seen a lot of chats from you, but you've been in here. You watch a lot of the shows. You know what some people say in the chat. So it's hard to decipher jokes or not, but I, I apologize to John. I just wanted to throw that out there. But just um, – I like John. Defensive coordinators for Belichick, I'm getting this information from them. Um, 
uh, I'm forgetting the guy's exact moment. He, he was recently a defensive coordinator with the Titans a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Be- Belichick spent more time with Brady in his office talking one-on-one and game planning for Brady. And there was recently a, a clip of where they were game planning for Ed Reed, where, where they're talking about it. Belichick would spend most of his time telling Brady what the defense is going to do to him for the opposing team's defense. Then Belichick would spend with his own defense. He would let his coordinators do that. So part of what made Brady the player he is, is, is Belichick. So yeah, you want to go shit on Belichick? Go ahead. Um, it's, it, you know, it is, Aaron, he does have a losing record without Brady. I get it, but they also you, play a ton of games with each other. And I'm not trying to defend Belichick here, but you can't have it both ways. You can't say, you can't say in the first few years, you know, Tom, Tom Brady was carried to the Super Bowl by Bill Belichick and his defenses. And in later years say that Bill Belichick was carried by Tom Brady. They both have a part of it. Now, maybe Tom Brady was more than Belichick. That's what I would say. But, but, it, but it's just glorious to see the fan base turn on Belichick and stuff. Oh, it's fantastic. He's a douche. Uh, so Garrett keeps getting jammed at the line. He got it jammed again. This there, the, the, on that corner route, um, that people are talking about was Zach missing in the red zone. He got jammed bad on that one. He needs to be more decisive with his, and that was one of the problems with him at Ohio state. And people say, Oh, he's so good at getting all, uh, uh, getting, you know, releases and stuff like that. And I, I completely disagreed. He, you are, he, you are the number one person that, that took people to task on that point. Cause and he, he did get jammed a lot in at Ohio state. Um, I didn't think he was the best at getting off the line of scrimmage. Um, some people say it was a strength of his. I completely disagree. Um, and I still think he's very good. Listen, Garrett Wilson is still a stud wide receiver. He has not progressed as quickly as I want him to progress in his, in his second year. It just is what it is. And you're gonna say, Oh, it's Zach. Watch the plays that have just, just watch him run routes. It's not, it's he's getting jammed a lot. That was that play I showed last week, Kyle. He didn't get off the line for like four seconds. That was embarrassing. Four seconds. It was a bad one, like terrible. That was third down, with like game on the line type of stuff, and he did not even get off the line. So he needs to, and he needs to catch the ball more. He's he's dropped how many balls this year. And actually, another play that I saw that with Garrett Wilson on that on that the stick nod to to Conklin. Watch that play back. Garrett Wilson runs a hitch, and he runs the the, the hitch a yard short of the of the line of scrimmage on third down. What did he have a problem doing last year? How many times did he run a route? That was to the sticks, but you need to run the route a yard or two past the sticks so you can attack the ball. Again, he did it, so he basically just completely wiped out his effectiveness on that. I play remember him having one of those in Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah, yeah. Yep. This one too. He, even if Zach Wilson threw that ball, he wasn't getting the first down because he didn't run the route far enough. So there are some improvements that Garrett Wilson needs to make. And this is me speaking relative to expectations. My expectations were top ten wide receiver. He's not playing like a top ten wide receiver right now. I'm sorry, and I know that's not the popular thing to say, but it's the truth. So. Uh, if Zach lobbed the ball versus Kane, he would have caught it, maybe, but he also should have put a back shoulder. So lob it and put a back shoulder, yes. But the back shoulder is the biggest problem with that one. Um, okay, so we're going to keep moving on. Uh, I blame Zach for all the receiver. It's not not this game. There was plays where I put it up that he just didn't have a shot. Nobody got open. So uh, Whitehead has been atrocious outside of the, that first game worse than last year. I don't know. Last year was really, 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 really bad. This year is really, 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 maybe one less really bad. I, I don't know. They're both bad, though. They're both bad. Has Zach ever had a three? Joe hates bad defensive back play more than others, too. So you when yes. you see Joe get really angry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that damn Rutgers player's name, that cornerback? Plus uh, Austin. Plus oh, Austin. Is that is that the number one? Is that is that I don't know, man. You really hated Bless Austin, that's for sure. I would say it was, I would it was say, a short tenure, though. I would say <laughs> Bless Austin, Greg Van Roten, and Whitehead are probably my top my top three in terms of hated Jets so far. G- GVR was really GVR, up there too. 
I've never said that. I've never said that again. You know, a, a double amputee can block better than this guy. Just get in the way. You just, you just can't do it. So uh, let's see. Mrs. That was against McCaffrey. the Pats, right? Game against the Pats. I think it was. Man, he just he was just so 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 bad. Um, what do you guys think of Bryce Hall? I feel like he showed it. He was still he Bryce Hall, and it's hard to quantify because you don't watch all the other teams. I think you'd have a tough time finding a better fourth or fifth corner um, on, on many other teams. He's he was he was okay in his rookie year. Again, he got beat by Pitts. He got beat by Duran on a perfect ball. You know, he's had some lapses, but Bryce Hall is still a, a, a very solid backup, in my opinion. He had a good game this game, minus him ha- having that hold and the one other play that I believe Kyle mentioned before. Other than that. Because you go into that game, Kyle, oh, he's going to get abused. He's going to get abused. He's going to get abused. You barely heard his name this game. Good game by Bryce Hall, definitely. I agree. He exceeded um, my expectations for sure. Rivka says, I feel very vindicated about Dalvin Cook, to be honest. I'd rather see Carter get whatever carries. It's not, Carter and Abanacanda, too, right? Like, get him off the field, man. Dude, okay. Let's let's say Abanacanda is in that situation where Brees got the touchdown. Oh, oh, I, I could feel that you really want to talk on this one. I really, really got to visit the bathroom. So I'm going to be able to hear everything you say. So I'll catch up after. But just uh, I'm going to be off the screen for, for a good two seconds. Okay. So Izzy does have, uh, admittedly, some vision issues. But let's just say that. It's hard to miss the the hole there. It's a gap play. You know exactly where you're going. Izzy has some issues on zone plays where you know you don't necessarily know which hole you're going to hit. So that play, Brees Hall, where he runs, what was it, 74, 72 yards for a touchdown? You could have fit a Mack truck through there. I forget which player said something like that. Um, if you have a bad Akanda there on that play, does he go to the house? I think he does, right? I mean, we know he's got breakaway speed. Uh, his long speed is certainly very comparable to Brees. He might not have the experience, especially at the NFL level, but I think if a is there on that play also, especially because, you know, um, the team, the opposing team, the Broncos, they're, they're expecting le- run less. It's one of the reasons why sometimes you see some of these, uh, backup backs have like good yards per carry numbers is because when they come in, sometimes teams aren't expecting the run as much because they're not the bell cow. I think about a candidate could take that one to the house. Dalvin Cook's not taking that one to the house. So, um, yeah, to your point, Rivka, and probably so many other people in this chat, including Joe, um, why shouldn't about a candidate be getting that carry instead of uh, someone like Dalvin Cook? Izzy breaks that too. He does. It, it, that was more so the offensive line. And I love Brees, but as long as you have speed there, you know, he could have done what he did. Um, okay, keep moving on. Defensive line, Kyle, we talked about Kia. We talked about JJ. Good game from him. Good effort. Um, that one move against the guard wasn't even supposed to be like it, like how it, it wasn't drawn up like that. They got late substitution, and he had the isolation versus the right guard. I don't yeah. remember that play. Beat mm-hmm. him with a double swipe. Really nice one there. Was that um, was that against Miners or against the other guard? I can't remember. But right, yeah, I know the right, guard. right guard. Right um, guard. The the strip down uh, sack or forced fumble on on Wilson was really good in just in terms of effort. So I thought I thought he had a really so, good game. This okay, game, yeah. So yeah, the right guard was not minors, if I'm mistaken. But he also did have another play where he lined up against him and beat him too, mm-hmm. with I believe a double swipe as well. More decisive but, this game, right? We saw more decisiveness, yeah, and I saw exactly. and I saw him be. This is what he needs to do: be more decisive. Um, dictate to them. Don't let them dicti- dictate to you. And he bull rushed more this game. Yes. Keep doing what you're doing this game. That's exactly our, been our problems. Bull rush more. Don't think so much. This game, he bull rushed more. He didn't think as much. He played his best game as a Jet. Keep doing it. Yeah, that's the type of play. Like, listen, yeah. um, their body style is not nearly the same or whatever. He's got about two inches in height. But 
you're hoping for a Khalil Mack type of impact. Even like Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson was a big bull rush type guy. Jermaine Johnson, speed to power is the name of your game. That's what you need to be doing. You're not going to be Von Miller. You're not going to be Will McDonald. You're not going to be bending. I mean, like I know he likes to throw the spin move every now and then. It's not bad, but it's never going to be, it's never going to be your bread and butter. Use your long arms, your relatively long arms, your your supposedly good get off off the line, your hustle. Use that to your advantage. Run through the other guy. Be the hammer, not the nail. <clears throat> um, Jets are responsible for 90% of all bird fatalities. Oh, this is another uh, crow eagle type of story here, but I'll, I'll buy it. I'm not going to lie. Like, in, you know, I, I went skydiving and all that stuff. So, like, <clears throat> I'm, not, <clears throat> I'm not necessarily like, afraid of planes or, or you know, all that stuff. I'm not afraid of falling to my death, like everybody is. But every single time I take off in a plane, I think of a flock of birds flying. Into, I, every, I cannot help it. Every time I'm looking for birds, it just is what it is. Um, I'm missing Elijah, uh, Elijah Moore. That's, we're not going to get into that topic. That, that sets people off. Trade for Jerry Judy. What's his what's his remaining contract, Jerry Judy? I don't, I don't even I don't know what his contract is, and then you have to you have to consult Rogers on that. Do you want him to? You know, is it just a year thing? Because at that point, do we push for it? Um, somebody mentioned it before in the chat, Kyle. The, you know, I think it was sneakers or boots. Excuse me if it wasn't, but he said something to the effect of, uh, you know, do you think Tannehill is is a possibility? Let's say if Zach doesn't work out the next few weeks, um, we because, that last week. because it doesn't feel that Kirk Cousins is is realistic. To be to be transparent, I, I think the Jets just they just run it out with Zach Wilson. I I think that regardless of whether it be Kirk Cousins or Tannehill, you're not going to trade in. for a big name quarterback mid season. No. That doesn't happen. Yeah, and like and, and what does it and how does it change your expectations, Kyle? From from eight to nine wins to maybe ten to eleven and 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 a wild card exit or a divisional round exit. So is it worth it to bring a quarterback in mid season, which is already really freaking hard, and then to win another game or two, waste all that money to go nowhere? I just I don't see it happening. Completely um, agree. Now, in terms of Judy, you know, this is his. That was the same year. I think as, it's his final year. I think that was the same year. Well, I don't know. Did they pick up the fifth year option? That was the same year. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. It was the same year as Becton, right? So he is on his fourth year, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Fourth year. And if I'm not mistaken, he was like the 15th pick or something like that. Let's see. If if you if you have plans if you have plans on extending extending him then yeah that's that that is what it is but you can't just trade for up, they did pick up the fifth year option oh they did okay I was mis- I was obviously I was mistaken um let's see congrats to Bryce Hall first yet to recover a fumble for a TD since Jamal Adams against the Giants yeah that was the last I can remember right that's that doesn't really happen so so often with that being said Jamal Adams versus Bryce Hall's you know. Fumble recovery for a touchdown was completely different. Jamal Adams blitzed off the edge, stripped Daniel Jones, and then ran it back himself. But yeah. Um, okay, let's keep uh moving on. He was a don't damn think. good player in the in the role the Jets used him in. I don't know what he's been doing in Seattle. I know he's been mostly injured, but he's been injured. He's just non nonstop injured. And he came back for his first game and like got a concussion, almost like fought the doctor on the sideline or yelled at him, or whatever. He got fined for it. So hey, but he signed a lot of autographs, so he's mm-hmm. a good guy. Defensive line, Kyle. We kind of mentioned. Um, I don't think Quentin Jefferson really showed up this game. Again, overall, I think he's. I think he's been better, maybe than some people realize he he would be. Not not so much in the pass game, but he was definitely quiet in the pass rush game. Yeah, in 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 the run game, he's been a little bit more effective than some people realize. We talked about Quincy. We talked about Mosley. Sherwood had that one really nice tackle for loss where he filled took on the uh, took on the guard. The I where he lost his helmet. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a really that was, that was a nice play by it him. Was. 
Safeties again, they were they were you know one of my duds of the game. Corners were one of my studs. Uh, past that, special teams, Zerline five for five. Obviously, we'll take that. Morstead was you know two probably PATs as well because sometimes yep. they miss those. Yep, exactly. Um, the and then Morstead was obviously the one of the largest contributors to the safety and why that happened. Um, if you didn't pin him at what was like the five, six, I think like a six yard line. They pinned him. So Dude, the difference between him and Braden Mann has been literally like points. Like it, it's it's literally resulted in, in in quantifiably, you know, points. Um uh, Braden Mann, man, like how how you're you're hoping to pin a team and it's just touchback, touchback or shank. What a disappointment he was. And he's not on a roster, is he? I don't Braden think man? so. Yeah. Uh- I don't. Did he like go to the Steelers or something like that, like the practice squad or some shit? Like, I I forget honestly. Uh, Schweitzer is not going to start at right guard. We're going to keep Tipman there, who's been playing okay. Um, yeah, that first two games. At this point, at this point, you you a second round pick, forty one overall. You're not going to put West Schweitzer there when Tipman's definitely showed you some good signs. Minus this week, the first two weeks were were better. Um, McGovern's been terrible. I think that's just like it. I think it's a popular thing. I don't know what it is. I think he's below average. I think he's okay. But this week was, he was not terrible. What what bad? What really bad place? Do you remember? Probably was this, uh, this week. I can't really think of any. This was his best game so far this year. Yeah, and again, that stunt pickup was really, really good. Tipman did not. He basically Tipman had you like mentioned a, that like three different times. Why don't you pull that play up? He had a, he had a false drag head, um, basically, um, Tipman, and you and you want to see him. Be having more active drag hands. You have false drag hand, Kyle, and this is um, it's it's a really it was a really good example of me bringing up. Uh, I'll talk about the drag hands and how it lets you react to, you know, penetrators um quicker because you have that drag hand out there, you feel it and you pass it off. Um, and it's a really good example of of that in this one. I just I'm trying to find it. It was on the fade pass. I said right. Yeah. Okay, so that was Zach interception. Yeah, Connor McGovern, uh, save. So. Take, just gonna watch uh, a second. Take take Z Doggy's comment off the screen. If you okay, could. sorry. Yeah, Z Doggy's comment off the screen, and then just 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 watch it. And I don't have to break it down for you, Kyle. You'll you know. And for the other people who want to see it broken down, obviously go to the film review. But watch McGovern and and Tipman not pass off this stunt well. If McGovern doesn't play this the way he does in terms of getting full extension on the penetrator, passing him off, and then picking up the looper, um, it might be a sack. But watch McGovern on this play. Pretty pretty good pass protection from McGovern there. Um, so in terms of like, oh, he's terrible. It, you know, sometimes yeah, he is. He's he's a he's a volatile player. Some some really good, some really bad. That's a really good play though by McGovern. So I just don't think he's some trash player that we should get rid of. You know, from the years of watching, you know, Ryan Cleal and, and Wesley Johnson and Jonathan Harrison and all these scrubs. It's like yeah, McGovern's the, the thing with people is his contracts you know, right now. He's he's a steal at that number. Yeah. It's like a million and a half dollars. People either suck or they're great. There's no in between. McGovern is more of an in between a player. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But uh, Gardner needs to travel with Brown. They've been playing a lot more man coverage recently, so maybe on some plays he will. And Gardner played some of the right side of the defense this time. So Devontae Smith is good too. I wouldn't want to sleep on him, but yeah. AJ is the better player. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna keep moving on. Uh, Mike Galiza, I, I, Mike, just a stupid question, but would it be worth trying Tipman at tackle in the future because of his size of reach and athleticism? Like you could say, you could say that sure, but he's been playing in interior offensive line for however long. It's not, it's not so easy. So no, you're not, you're not going to, I get it though. Like he has the size, he has the length, all that stuff. Um, but he doesn't, he hasn't played there. Right. So 
Sauce Gardner has the the, the length and stuff yeah, to be a receiver, but he's not have very long arms. They're not even thirty three. Okay, yeah, so his arms aren't actually that long. <clears throat> so size and athleticism, sure. Reach not so much, and obviously hasn't played there. So uh, Bryce Huff is now seventh amongst the ends and pressures. And there was some stat; it might have been PFF, which like a lot less snaps. He's playing like half the reps of those guys, and he has just as many pressures as the. You know, he's up there at least with the with the Watts, with the Garrett. They need to resign him. He needs to be priority. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, listen, and at this point too, you, you're playing him on. It's not, he's not just a pass rush specialist anymore. There's no reason why this guy should walk. That would be the, stupid. The 2024 Jets minus Bryce Huff. Are you confident they're a good pass rush group at the end, Kyle? You said the 2021 Jets minus 20, Bryce Huff. The, the 2024 Jets minus Bryce Huff. We don't get him locked up. Ooh. Um. Am I confident that they have? No, McDonald hasn't proven anything to this point. JJ, I still have major questions about him. So no, you have to. Not, he's I'm an absolute. Good. He's an absolute must of a of a resign, in my opinion. Huff is goaded. I'm with you, Zay Doggy. Just not not the fan comment before. No, again, never said I liked him. He's just people, better than people really like Huff as they should. Um. Oh man, I live in New Hampshire, and what Kyle is saying is so spot on with what he's saying. I laugh so hard listening to all the Pats fans pout about how they needed to fire Bill Belichick. Have at it. You think he deserve a grace period and stuff. And the funny thing is, I hate those fans. I do. Um, but I love that area of the country, like the Maine, New Hampshire, Boston, Massachusetts. Like I love, I, I really like that area of the country. But their fans are just. Listen, at the end of the day, though, can you imagine how unbearable Jets fans would be if we won six six rings? <laughs> how much shit we would talk, you know? So like, yeah, they talk a lot of shit, and we hate them for it. But can you imagine if the Dolphins, how much shit they would talk if they won six rings? The Dolphins haven't won anything in, in however long, and they still talk a lot of shit. I hate the Dolphins more than I hate the They're the worst. They're, they're the worst. They, they are, that's I mean, the thing I would, is, like, I have to respect the Patriots. I don't have to respect the Dolphins. We would talk just as much shit, if not more, dude. We, we are ultimate trolls. We would talk a lot of shit. So, um, okay, let's see. Garrett stays being held, no calls. And, you know, I'm not going to just say that. I'm not, that's, that's not his. That's not his. Uh, I'm not going to bail him out. Some people were wanting a holding call on that interception. Yeah, I, I don't think you. I, if I'm the ref, I don't want him to throw the flag. Would would having Brownlee act over Cobb be realistic? I guess your guys' preference. Uh, no, like it, it depends. I think Cobb is probably the more reliable player at this point. But your hope for a Brown, a, like a Brownlee breakout game. But with that being said, I was not impressed with anything Brownlee did in the preseason. I thought Brownlee he loved his hands. Yeah, great hands, great routes. You know, no, he, he was overhyped a lot, and in the preseason, he kind of showed what I was talking about in terms of let's chill out on this guy a little bit in terms of the 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 hype because of a one handed catch. He was pretty bad in the preseason, Kyle. I honestly don't know exactly what he did to to make the initial roster. I, I get practice squad, but he didn't have a good preseason, so no, I do not want to well, see him. Over I mean, listen, he's a player who's working. Apparently, he was always out there early, jugs machine after practice and stuff, made some highlight reel catches and stuff. And then Corey Davis retiring obviously helped him. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So Chiefs got the the last second hold call in their favor. By the way, <coughs> sorry, but did you see the controversial uh, controversial call with the Chiefs this week as well, Kyle? Or no? Um, maybe. It's like the, it, it was like the penalty. It, they didn't call the penalty on the on the receiver, whoever it was, who took their helmet off in the end zone. You see the ref like signal back to like put his helmet on when it should have been a fifteen yard unsportsmanlike oh, wow. conduct. It's like, what are we doing wow. here? It's like it's, it's illegal to take your helmet off like that. And he did it, and the ref sees him, and it seems to motion like, "Hey, put your helmet back on and not call the pe- the, the or throw the pe- the penalty." So like, wow. Okay. Mm. Um, does Sauce have any interceptions so far? Um, no, right. He could have had one at the end. 
he kind of batted that ball down, but then I think someone else I'm talking about the Hail Mary at the end of the game. He tries so. to catch it. He tried to he tried to catch it. He did. If you if you go I, I went back to one specific view, he tries to catch it, it's just he doesn't catch it. You know, you don't know if his arm did dropped some, bomb. Did someone else hit it though, is what I'm wondering? It's 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 almost impossible to tell. I slow it down and that's yeah. why I kind of preface it by saying it's it's really he could hard have had one there it. and he could have had one last what was the one last week that he could have had? The one last week that he could have had one, against the Chiefs. There was one last week that he almost had. You almost had. Are you thinking about this week where the throw on the sideline where he oh, jumped yeah, yeah. it? And you're thinking yeah, about this week. I, yeah, I think that's the one I'm thinking of. And then yeah. obviously the Dak Prescott throw. I mean, that should have been six to the house easily. Uh-huh. Uh Okay, let's keep. So going. yeah, Sauce's hands could be a little bit better for sure. That, the one this week would have been hard. Like it, you don't know, and I, I said it again in the review. You don't know if Judy's hand got in there and stuff. So if he didn't. Or if his hands got in there, then okay, you excuse it. If they didn't, then you want him to catch it, right? So, Zach had three TDs in a game before, not all passing those against the Eagles. He's like two rushing and a passing, right? I think it was two passing and a rushing. Was it? Was it two passing and a rushing? I remember I was watching that game from one of them uh, is to Elijah Moore for sure. I remember that one. Is a Saint Saint Thomas? I was in Saint Thomas watching that one from from a bar on my phone. So, let's see. Carl Lawson, the Invisible Man. Well, he literally wasn't on the field. He wasn't even uh active this game so yeah it's not it's not ideal we have good enough receivers we don't need any more Cobb at your three is not a good situation at receiver um a udfa at four is not a good situation at receiver a special teams demon at five, at five, serious comment. Not it almost makes you wonder if it's a troll comment i i, I hope it is that should t- if it is my holy king that should tell you all you need to know about this comment that we think it's a troll job because that is that is quite awful um, if not, then I apologize or whatever, you know, you're trolling. So, you know, you know what it is, but that's, that's a, te- that's a bad one. So we're gonna keep moving on. We've got about five minutes or so left. Cause I gotta jump off for the devil's game. Uh, if we're going to lose hole in 2024, JJ should, JD should trade f- him for, is he talking about Bryce hall? I'm assuming it's, I'm assuming it's Bryce hall. Um, what did I just say about dropping a like? This is the content jets fans should be listening to appreciate you as always rich. Uh, legitimately appreciate Rich. Rich is definitely a uh, a, a top five JetX supporter. I, I would say out there, maybe number one, maybe number one. Um, yeah. McGovern is a great value player. Shit, one million starting center. Who's not the worst? I- exactly, man. Like he's below average to average some games. We got him for a million dollars. When again, I don't know how contracts work in the NFL, Kyle. And the two examples I'll bring up: How does Uzama get more money than Conklin? And how does Schweitzer get more money than McGovern? I just, I'll never, I'll never understand it. I don't get it either. Especially because like, well, McGovern has some experience playing guard, doesn't he? Does Schweitzer have experience playing center? Yes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But McGovern started way more games than Schweitzer. Yeah, I don't know. Other than like, if you're thinking, oh, this guy Schweitzer has a lot of upside, but he's mostly been a journeyman and he's not even young. So yeah, that one really doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, another comment here uh, from Kareem is, is, is Brady man really punting? Is he punting for the Eagles? I didn't really? know that. Maybe, maybe I, I would think oh, I would have wow. heard about it. Hey, Kareem. I think Kareem is, is trolling us. I feel like he is. Uh, Rich says off topic, but remember the time most Jets fans wanted JJ at four, and these two said it's it's an easy p- uh, pick for Sauce. Also, feel like it wasn't a long time ago. People didn't care to keep Huff. Uh, yeah, I, somebody somebody like liked a tweet from 
from like a while ago from me uh, the other day. It was basically saying, hey, if Hutchinson's not there at four, who do you want? I was like, easily sauce, no question about it. And then to take that uh, that's bared out well for both of you and I, Kyle, over over these last uh this, this, this last and it was year early so. too. Like, and we're not like these guys who start watching and evaluating players like in October or September or whatever, or some people even do it the season before, like the really big draft guys. So we didn't start until like, you know, like the actual off season. And immediately we put on sauces tape. It's like, yep, that's the guy. Yep, yep. Be there for. Yeah, he's the pick. main Johnson guy. Nah, not seeing it. Not worth it. But can and again, I'm not trying to shit on JJ. I think JJ is a good player for where he was picked. I think it's a fine pick. If we pick JJ at four and this is what he was doing, people would be very, very, very upset. I'm just sorry. It's just the truth. So it would not have been a good pick. And we said we didn't like JJ at four or ten, and we were more in line with what the NFL thought at at, at the minimum, right, Kyle? So we'll take it out as a dub. Um. <clears throat> so Rifka, he has 30, 32 and three fourth inch arms. Is we're talking about okay. for a tackle. For a tackle, that's not good. You want like thirty four minimum, typically thirty four minimum. Buffalo Jets fan, uh, my short lived Patreon <laughs> podcast buddy, got to link up again soon. Uh, says DeAndre Hopkins was putting up seventy yards a game. Uh, washed allegations were false. Corey Davis plus Cook are more money than what he's making, dude. I'm a thousand percent with you, Buffalo Jets fan. Both Kyle and I, are, we, Kyle and I are. We don't have to reiterate it much, right? If you can have take Cook's money, and again, because because what is he making? Uh, Hopkins like 12, 13? something like that. Yeah, yeah, twelve or thirteen. Cook eight. Davis's Davis's eleven. You're talking about Hopkins and potentially trading for a guy like we wanted to the entire or, or for a portion of the offseason. Who was that tackle from the uh, from the Cardinals? Josh, Josh Jones. Gosh. You could have traded for Josh Jones and had Hopkins instead of Cook. Yeah, instead, instead of instead of cooking this, well, cook is not just the price of those guys. But I'm saying they could have done both of those moves. Um, okay, Lawson's off the books next year. Restructure Mosley contract too to pay Huff. They've restructured that Mosley deal at least once or twice they, already. They might have. I, Rivka, if she's still in here, she I, I think it's once a year. But I don't know if there's a thing in terms of cap for throughout the years. I'm not sure. But uh, okay. Uh, Rich with four minutes left. I feel like most people are forgetting not long ago. Most Jets fans didn't seem like it would be a big deal to let him go. Not just saying this now. I've been arguing with people about this. Oh, you're talking about Huff. Yeah. Talking about Huff. Mm -hmm. Um, he needs to stay. That's, that's really it, Kyle. And we, and we talked and we talked about him, you know, he's in the run legit, game like, and what more he's a legit him. in terms of coming off the edge on a down to down basis as a pass rusher. Can you name, can you definitely name 10 guys who are better than him right now in the I league? So. I don't think so. Strictly as a pass rusher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Some rich more. We have rich with more uh, Huff comments. Um, do we all think that first pick in the 2024 draft should be the best O tackle or trade down to recoup second round pick? Um, Where are we going to be picking? I mean, in all the time. It is all dependent right now. Based on what I'm hearing, this is a very strong tackle class right now, Kyle. And right now, as of what we're looking at in 2024, the Jets have zero startable tackles on the roster. In my and opinion, you need year. to protect Aaron Rodgers. So. Beckton's not under contract. Brown's not under contract. And I'm not trusting Max Mitchell to be a right tackle, and AVT should be the right guard. So we don't have a tackle. So uh, in a strong tackle class, I would assume they're going to draft a tackle. Um, having given up on McDonald, yeah, I wouldn't give up on McDonald. He actually flashed a oh, time. I haven't given up on McDonald at all. Yeah, he flashed. Even, even the, yeah, so like he, he throws the spin move on the on the last, you know, actual play of the game where, you know, the fumbles forced and Bryce Hall scoops and scores. Um, 
I think it's coming with McDonald. I think he's just, you know. He it, he had that one. He had that one too, Kyle. And then he had the the actual last play of the game, which was the bomb, the Hail Mary. He oh, actually yeah, yeah. Pressured, he pressured the quarterback there. And kudos to Russell Wilson. He threw the ball 60 yards with not the best throwing situation there. So he still has an arm. Um, and he Russell Wilson in his prime, like it was scrambling, and his deep ball, dude, was ridiculous. Pretty, what did Collins call it the moon ball or something? I don't know. I don't know. And and I have to really think of like, okay, Rodgers and all that stuff. He might have the best deep ball, at least in his prime, that I've ever seen. Like that, that he might be number one in terms of how well placed they were all the time. Touch, yeah, everything. Um, so we're going. So Kyle, really quick minute max thoughts on this because I'm gonna I I gotta get out of here at seven thirty. Like Eagles. I said, hard time. Eagles, but game. Eagles, Eagles game score prediction. Yeah, I'll go with the Eagles. Um, I say the Eagles win by a touchdown, maybe 17-24. Okay. I was I was in a similar range. Um I'm gonna say 24 to 20, though. The Jets get close, maybe it's 24 to to, to uh, well, maybe it's like 24 to 13, and then they score a last second touchdown or something like that. But I think it's gonna be maybe a little bit closer than some people think. Um, just because I think the Eagles deserve a, a loss at this point, and the Jets are Maybe due for 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 a game like that where it's unexpected. Well, I guess the Bills were that right, but um, fuck it. That's twenty four twenty. That's one of the things that makes football fascinating. Any given Sunday. Yeah. So, so um, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back. The film show will be out uh, tomorrow morning, and then past that, uh, we will be back next week with more film and another live stream. Uh, appreciate you guys, and we will see you later. Adios. And special thanks.